Like, are there are there like major fans of the the, the cars? The IT cars? Of course. Oh okay. yeah. Is it is it like a like an underground fandom? Because I I've never never once one. never once in my life where There's Disney three? Pixar comes up in conversation and they're like, oh yeah, Lightning McQueen is my fucking boy. Like I see I see like <laughs> Lightning McQueen jokes like a lot, but nobody talks about Cars as a franchise. I guess. Kachow. Yeah. The yeah. problem is it's so simple. So it's like really great for like I think like little little kids that just like cars and stuff to see them yeah. drive around and say funny one liners. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, it probably doesn't hold up compared to Shrek Two. Yeah, <laughs> or the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Have you seen the like one of the newer Cars movies has the new World Trade Center building there, and they're like so canonically nine eleven happened in the Cars universe, and then there were people like, okay, but were the planes themselves the terrorists or did or was terrorist cars? cars is it like an air shuttle with the cars inside of it, like in Fast and the Furious, you know, with the big opening in the back? What are I those know, planes called, Phil? There's another series. Oh, well, you just like they're like, about they're like the Supermax. Yeah, they're like the Supermax cargo jets, right? Oh yeah, like the C5s or whatever. Yeah, the Galaxy. The, something like a hero. There's one that's like a hero, right? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but they say that's the what they use to ship the Abrams tanks. Have you ever been inside of an Abrams tank, Phil? No, I've never gotten that opportunity. That's, that sucks. Have you been inside an F22 Raptor? No. God damn it, Philip! You're useless. <laughs> I was with I was with some friends when we went to Half Price Books, and on display was a tank just showing like the schematics of the Hetzer. It was a book all about the Hetzer. I don't know is what the, I just said. Is the Hetzer a, a Russian tank? It's German. 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 Uh, oh, German okay. tank destroyer. And I went on like maybe like a fifteen minute diatribe about like you know this how, how this tank is so it's peak performance and like the angles of the armor plating <laughs> yeah. are perfect for get for knocking for deflecting shots. And, and I was I was explaining I was like there's another book about tanks there and I was like look you see this there's a large flat plane that's how bullets easily penetrate and I was explaining like where the like the ammo things were and stuff and the crowd of people came like not a crowd but like three or four people crowded around to me. <laughs> talking about this tank like it sh- and i started talking to them you know what i mean i <laughs> think maybe i'm a little crazy i'm imagining you God. look like charlie day with the, like the crazy charlie day meme from it's always sunny while you're explaining the tank but you get triggered by seeing a hetzer book <laughs> in a bookstore <laughs> i got now, so mad so nave is a hetzer like is it a better version of the panzer no, it's a tank. It's a it's a destroyer class tank, right? And then, but yeah, it, what it, it is is a destroyer a job. destroyer class tanks have are are like they have fixed guns essentially, and they so they can't usually they can't move them. So and the reason why is because the the guns are huge and they're made to destroy tanks. And uh, oh, shit. the Hetzer itself is very small compared to a lot of tanks, and it also is is very angular. Like I don't, you do you think they did that on purpose, or did they, do you think they designed it that way and it just happened to be amazing? And they're like, oh shit, you know, I mean, fuck. Why do I keep forgetting? I don't honestly know. I don't. But, know. Uh, for record, the Panzer IV was a frontline tank, and this was a supporting gun for the backline, pretty much. Interesting. Just, so basically, if, they were just like mobile all artillery units where they just lined them up, and but they separate could see from actual mobile, mobile artillery. <laughs> yeah, because mobile <laughs> artillery is its own thing too. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
This show is up is sponsored by World of Tanks. <laughs> I, no, I wish. War Thunder. Log in now. War Thunder. <laughs> yeah. The missile is very tired. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Gaming Together Cooperative Podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-partner Nave. Each pod we play through cooperative experience and relate to you the listener if this game is the criminal or criminal cope or something better off playing solo. Hey Nave. Hey, oh I forgot to fill out the notes. Oh well. We're flying we're flying high. How are you doing, Philip? We've got ourselves a guest. The one yeah, and the cool. only. How do you bring him in? Me? I don't know. We just talked over each other again. It's Nick from the... Wait, are we glitched? You're killing me. No, we're not. You're making me mad. It's Nick from the Friday Night Gamecast. What's up, man? Yo, what's up, guys? Thank you for having me back. Always a fantastic time joining you you gentlemen on this uh, esteemed esteemed podcast. You had, you had Colin... Colin Kaepernick. No, it's not Colin Kaepernick. What's his <laughs> name? Uh, yeah, the guy from Lily Mo Games. Uh, Save, what is it, Last Stand Media? Colin Moriarty. Colin Moriarty. Yeah, he was on the show. But yeah, no, it's, that's, and that's why, that's, yeah, that's not, that's not why this is an esteemed podcast. It's esteemed because Philip and Nave are consummate professionals, and I am just, I am happy to be here. Really, really get excited to get into it with you guys today. Excellent. So glad to have you here. Now, uh, I do need to clear the air about one thing is back whenever I was expected to, you know, leave the country in very short notice, you sent me and Jana a charcuterie board. I did. And a charcuterie board. And sadly, that? <laughs> it's like a cheese board. And we received it. There was a nice card. The card is still on our fridge. I look oh. at it every time I walk in the kitchen. But we are no longer leaving. And so now I have a, yes. char- <laughs> a charcuterie board, like just. I don't know, looming over me of thinking like, you know, like, what do you do? It's like, do you return the wedding gifts if you don't get married type situation? <laughs> so you haven't eaten? eaten no, we already ate it. Already, okay. We already there cleaned it out and everything. But <laughs> it's like, man, I just I just think about it every time I see it. I'm like, man, I need to get them something back now. Honestly, though, I'm but, in the I red. Mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter because I mean, I, you know, I, I bless Nave earlier or whatever and then now i got to i got the chance to i'm like my love language is just giving gifts i love giving gifts to people it's sometimes it's off-putting to some folks they're like why the fuck did you do this for me and i'm like i don't know i can't help myself i just like bestowing things to people but yeah no i'm i'm that's the best case scenario though i had the opportunity to give you guys a charcuterie board and then on the other hand you didn't have to flee the country does that mean you get to go to the paramore show now no it wasn't paramore it was the killers and we we still missed it Damn, because okay. we had already sold our tickets to that point, and which we still have not received the money from because the tickets have to actually be used, and so we're we're in a close uh, customer support battle with I don't even remember which side we're using. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's good enough. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean I'm glad that you don't have to you don't have to podcast from the Burger Kings in Africa. Yeah, African Burger Kings. <laughs> so that's always a that's always an optimal outcome. I'm pretty sure. Which now that I'm not going, I could probably talk about where I was going to go. Uh, yeah. Are you familiar with Djibouti? <laughs> yeah, Djibouti does from YouTube. Is that one of the countries that is inside of South Africa? Uh, no, it's like I think it's North Africa. Is it, com- is it North Africa? It's, okay, yeah, I think um, it's across the water from like the Arab Peninsula, so they can just look over the water and be like, "Ooh, you guys better calm down over there." Like when oh, I think it was like the Sudan was being evacuated. Got it. Like uh, that's where they sent all the Americans. They pulled out of Sudan. Oh, interesting. Dude, Nick, have you seen Djibouti dubs on YouTube? No. Oh my god. What, Someone what is, got what is that? You gotta watch the uh the Spider Man and the Scooby Doo. They like the nineties cartoons and they just dub over it and they're just being really <laughs> fucking stupid. Like the the, the Scooby Doo one's great because it's like 
the you know the green creature like there's a lot of green creatures on the there creeper. but like the creeper that's him yeah. yeah they call him the ghoulish butt monster and if you have a nice <laughs> butt he will be behind you and it's so fucking it's so fucking so childish oh my god <laughs> they brought this guy who got attacked by him and uh of course it is the the guy who was the creeper but um he was he was like what happened to him and he's like it was the goddamn ghoulish butt monster and then me and my friend would say that all the time like <laughs> the goddamn ghoulish butt monster oh shit. that's that's amazing i love how these these random memories just get absolutely locked in your brain and they're generally some of the most unhinged moments of your life nave but that's, yeah. that's so on brand for you. I love it. Wait, is this the same guy that does gamer poop? Or is that a different thing? That's a different, a different person, yeah. <laughs> gamer okay, poop? Yeah. Well, is it called gamer poop? I can't remember. Yeah, gamer poop or YouTube poops about with video games where they, like, butcher up the, the words. Like, Skyrim is usually the one. Oh, yeah. Was it? People have seen the Skyrim the shuffle. Noir one. Yeah, the <laughs> L.A. Noir one. It's so stupid, like, because Wait, they just so be sitting there. They just take the clips of audio and they just like re-edit everything around, so it looks like uh, what's his name Phelps or whatever just looks at a guy. He's like, "Why are you gay?" And then, just <laughs> looks at him, so like, and then the guy just looks back at him. He's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> it, it just a whole bunch of those all put put together. Got it. Got it. Like they they've gotten really good. I think some of them got the actual like the all of the audio like just the MP3s of all of the people talking. Because there's a guy called Young Shigorath, or not Young Shigorath, Young Scrolls. Young Shigorath is one of his characters, but Young Scrolls does like full on raps, like whole rap songs with the audio in YouTube poop form. Like he's got this one with Young Shigorath that's called Drink Water. That's fucking awesome, man. That's incredible. I, I love it so much. Want to listen to it on the break? Yeah, drink water, bitch. Oh, drink. And it's like Shigorath from fucking uh, Shivering Isles. Oh my God. It's so fucking good. So we are a video games podcast, and this week we're going to talk about Glitch Busters, Stuck on You. But before we get there, let's just talk about the games we've been playing this week. Nave, what have you been playing? Really nothing. Inscription, Inscription. Is, is it. Uh, I'm on like the very last fight of Resident Evil 4, and I just can't. It's not that I'm not having fun, but I'm definitely not present when I'm playing it right now. And so I just, like, all I can think about is Inscription. I've been very like anxious recently. I don't know what's going on feels like you know it's like like something's on the horizon you know and so i'm just trying to distract myself with simple games with simple and scary games like inscription that everyone should be playing how scary is it like on a scale of one to ten i i don't really feel scared by games but i would probably say it was like a five or a six to normal people all right well, okay. what's the scariest game like let me let me scale your scale or graduate your scale like what what's a 10 on the scary meter for the name, a ten scary game. Like if one scary is like I don't know the flood in Halo Two or something like that. What is you know a ten? I wouldn't. Say, I would say one scary is like Five Nights at Freddy's. You know what I mean? Mm. And then ten scary is like I'm drawing a fucking blank, man. I would. I would just assume it's got to be like body horror, maybe something like Scorn. Was, but like that I'm scary to you? No. Well, I but it was that's more the thing. unnerving than anything. Well, I was thinking of like the environment. As far okay. if a game cuz it's like Five Nights at Freddy's is not a scary place. It's just it's a dark just place. It's just and then scares. Scorn, I would probably just fucking do a cry stare off of the nearest ledge if I woke up in Scorn. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I would say that for me personally, when we talk about like a 10 for scary games, and I know it's it's less now, but if I were to go and experience like the Dead Space remake for the very first time, and like I never played the original, the Dead Space remake would be a 10 for on the on the scare factor for me. Yeah, like that's, that's the one. That's because it's like it's weird because Dead Space is a fun game for me, you know, like I when I play Dead Space, I'm like pushing forward, like doing like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see the next person I'm going to shoot. And like but when a lot of people are playing those games, like Resident Evil as well, I'll I'll watch clips of people getting jump scared by enemies and stuff. But it's like I'm not scared ever when I'm playing Resident Evil. The only I'm only ever like, oh, shit, because I don't want to die. Like I'm about to get chainsawed and instant killed. And I'm like, oh, please, God, no, I don't want to fucking redo all of that. Like, that's really what I feel. The new Resident Evil 4, they do such a good job in the moments where they make it. Well, it's also just like it's a beautiful game. And because it's beautiful, they're able to get so intricate with the the art direction that they have, like, absolutely nailed the moments in RE4 that are supposed to be incredibly unnerving. Like, going through the entire section with the regenerators and, like, dealing with the Iron Maidens and all of that absolute insanity like i could feel my like heart rate increasing even though i've played the original game and i know how to beat them and i have the tools to actually defeat them like there are just there are moments where i'm like oh this is getting kind of tense this is getting kind of scary and a lot of it is maybe a little bit performative because i played all of that game on stream um i feel like if i had played it solo like off stream it would be even scarier because it's like a little bit more isolating i guess yeah, I was playing Resident Evil 4, like, with somebody right next to me watching, and there would be really tense moments, and they'd be like, oh, oh, God, and I would just, like, my eyebrows would raise, and they were like, how the fuck are you, like, so calm, and I'm just, I'm not scared, I just, don't, I don't want to die, but I knew yeah. I wasn't going to get hit, because I just yeah. know how video games work, I'm like, I can yeah. tell that's not going to hit me, so yeah. I'm not worried about it, I can just walk away, <laughs> you know, sure. if yeah. I, like, I, like, I'll put it this way, the last time I was really, like, terrified not terrified but like uneasy would probably be in the early 360 gen when i, I played condemned one i put condemned like really? i i condemned. was i was a little nervous playing condemned fear was the one that caught me because really? there the atmosphere is pretty bad but the the one that i that sticks out in my head is silent hill 2 there is a oh. part in silent hill 2 where you you're in a prison i think and you go into this courtyard and there's like a like an exit like a, a hangman's noose there and the whole time there's like a sound like a rotating sound of a uh, of uh, like horses galloping and it's all dark and foggy and you can only see a little bit in front of you and i remember walking in that in that area and just standing there going i don't want to walk forward and that's probably the last time i felt that interesting was alan silent wake, hill 2 alan wake gave me that similar feeling with the darkness and the way they obfuscate your vision throughout that and they make it it's again it's like the claustrophobia kind of just just it's a it's a simple trick but it works so efficiently every time yeah the only other thing that like i get squeamish sometimes but it's like i don't ever really feel too nervous anymore and i don't know if that's just from playing so many video games and it's desensitized me or if it's like yeah because i don't know because i'm so aware that it's not real you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's when yeah. I was a kid. That's how I had to persuade myself to play scary games, to play Resident Evil Two. I had to be like, "This isn't real. This can't hurt me." I would like so if something would scare me, I would just let it kill me, and then I'd be like, "Okay, mm-hmm. look at that. I didn't die. I'm alive." Like like the dog <laughs> jumping through the windows in the hallway, or like oh, going yeah. to that that two way mirror, which I would still get jump scared. But it's like I it's like oh cool, I didn't it, I didn't get hurt, and then from like. Like for for the for the rest of my life, I've kind of just always had that mentality about video games. Yeah, 
That's awesome. Philip, are you do you normally play scary or like do you enjoy scary content in games? Oh, I love scary content. The okay. spookier the better. But a lot of it the problem is like a lot of scary games fall into boring. Like, yeah, there's like weird trope traps that like they get into. Like the survival or like like I don't know. I feel like one of the better ones that I played was uh it was made in like Source Engine. Source? You know uh Cry of Fear? Cry of Fear, yeah. Actually, I really good. like that one. But Cry though, is fun. It, yeah, like it's a it's like a shooter, but it's also survival horror, and also the monsters are actually scary because they look like polygonal death machines. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like the thing is, like it's also immersive, even though yeah. everything looks terrible because it's yeah. old Source Engine. So everything's just like props laying against walls and stuff like that. Everything's yeah. mostly just like two D planes, just like stretched over other props. And I'm like, man, this looks bad. I feel but like I really graphics. Enjoyed my time with it. I feel like graphics getting better if I've just kind of ruined horror. You know what I mean? Because some of the most provocative and uh, like meaningful horror is like it doesn't show you really what it's like more abstract than than just straight up. It's like you're it's like scream is scary. You know, it's like, oh, there's this killer or like Leatherface or whatever. But like the thing is really good. And The Shining. Th- those are like oh, yeah. awesome fucking movies thing is just so because good. you don't really know what is really happening you know what i mean or you Mm. don't know exactly who is what or like it could be anywhere that kind of stuff i love i love games like that and which is probably why i liked scorn so much even though that game is objectively not fun to play it's because that that was probably the one of the few times where i could really detach myself from like my my real meat space and like and like be absorbed into an atmosphere like that's what drove me in scorn like I was aware that I was playing something that wasn't fun and wasn't like engaging as a game, but it was more like walking around a museum for like six hours for me, you know, and like trying to put myself in the headspace of the the creators. It's weird when games fail though, like with Outlast. I don't know if you guys have played it because I played both of them. Yeah, and it had me in the first like hour, and I'm like, whoa, this is so immersive. You got to use your little glow in the dark camera to look around. There's all these insane guys with their dicks out in the insane asylum. This is real spooky. <laughs> their dicks but, out, dude. I mean, they got their dicks out. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> very shocking. Yeah, very. That would, shocking, that would take me out of it. That would just take me out of it right there. <laughs> the first time I see and, a dick in a game, I'm sorry. Oh my god! And you have a camera that can <laughs> zoom in and computer enhance. <laughs> so there's that but then once you realize wait this game is very scripted and yes most of the time you can just regen health too if you just don't get hit and the enemies actually have very limited metal gear wong like detected you range oh, so shit. you can just master chief halo one full sprint speed run through every level and the enemies yeah. will be like hey who goes there i'm gonna get you and then oh, you have the no room idea. and they forget about you and i beat both games do- doing that and i'm like this game's not scary anymore whenever i can just football sprint through everything that's amazing that's because it's so immersion breaking when like you when you are so familiar with game mechanics and like how things are made to the point where it you're it's almost impossible to unsee how the sausage is made you know what i mean like it's like whenever i played resident evil 2 remake I the first thing I did when I saw Mr. X was I was like I wonder if he'll follow me into this safe room and he doesn't he'll just stop chasing you I'm like okay cool I I never have to be scared of this guy again and I because I all I have to do is just backtrack to a safe room and then I realized if there's a room with a puzzle in it he'll never follow you in there either 
So oh, really? because he if he did follow you in there and interrupted the puzzle, that would fuck up the flow. That would probably be annoying, right? That would yeah. that would ruin the experience. So instead, they made it to where he would just stop chasing you if you started running towards a puzzle area. And it sucks, but at the same time, I feel I love being able to like it, to it, explore like games to that that sort of an intimate level. Like I was talking yeah. to to Nick last night when he was playing Resident Evil. I was like because he was like, there's an enemy on the ground, and I don't know if he's alive. I was like, go into photo mode, and there's a toggle that turns off enemies. And if you hit that toggle and that guy disappears, then he's going to get up. And you're just like, how do you fucking know this? And I'm just like, I thought, as soon as I saw it, I was like, the next time I see an enemy that's on the ground, that's what I'm going to do. Or like, you know, once you realize that you don't have to walk past, you can just shoot once in dead space at any guy on the ground, and he'll get oh, up yeah. right away. It's like, oh, yeah. that's that's surface level, but at the same time, it's like, they you, still get you though. They still found a way to get me in Dead Space. They, I like, they got me in a, a couple of really good jump scares in the remake. I got really oh. jump scared one time because there's an area where they. I've told the story like five times, but sorry <laughs> everyone. But it, there's an area where they change. They they made it dark, and you have to switch all of you have to switch all of the electricity around, and it turns the lights off. And I was like, man, this game is really dark. Like, I can't even see what's in front of me, and I aimed my gun, and there just happened to be an enemy laying right there that normally I would have shot if I had walked past him. And then, But he, I was right on top of him, and then he jumped at me, and I was like, oh, no, okay. And then I fucking <laughs> meleeed him and killed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, and the thing is, is that for, for Dead Space 2, I kind of just wanted to beat it, so I turned it down on the difficulty and i like when basically when you do that you turn isaac into a walking tank like he literally yeah. will pop off shots in just like clear room in seconds which is great it feels great but it's still there are moments that are scary i find that like um like the the things that really get me the most are when it's like like when you were talking about with mr x and this was the same thing when i played through resident evil 7 is like the, it's less about because when I see him, it's kind of similar to what you're saying. Oh, like, yeah, I can shoot him with the lightning hawk or I can, you know, if I hit him enough times with my gun, he'll just go onto one knee and then I just run away knowing that you can't actually kill this guy. But he is a bot that is chasing you throughout the map and he will find you and kill you if you let him do it. So but I think like the idea of knowing and understanding that mechanic is less it's it's more scary to me if I just kind of play the game in a way that is immersive as opposed to being like, oh, let me run to a safe room or let me run to a puzzle room or X, Y, and Z so I don't have to deal with Mr. X. It's more about the hesitation or the hesitancy as well as the uncertainty when you're in those yeah. scenarios, when you're in those maps because you don't know when he's coming out. Same thing with uh, the Baker dad in the in the Baker family household. Like, yeah, I yeah. didn't know the first time like where he was going to come from where like what he would do when he would find me and that was actually crazy when he actually like busts in the bathroom and starts swinging around this gigantic cleaver or some crazy shit and then you get in a literal fucking spoilers for re7 you get a fucking chainsaw fight with this guy yeah um and really cool. was, it was it was really cool so i but again it was just it's that uncertainty and in the yeah the hes hesitancy on my part that always it starts working up the anxiety and the fear as you're playing which can be enjoyable for some people like the bear I, condemned too. Oh, the bear, dude! Holy shit, yeah. that was scary, dude. That was scary. That was like the only time in that whole game where I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, what? It's a bear? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? But uh, like that I, lifelong fear of bears. <laughs> I I really have a hard time playing games where I can't fight back. 
Like, I, that's one reason why I really just couldn't stick on Outlast 2. I just could not fucking stick with it. Because I, I get so bored, like, slunking around and creeping and stuff. I, I don't yeah. mind having stealth as, like, an option in games. Like, like I like being sneaky, but I'm so impatient that it's never a good playstyle for me. Like, in Dishonored, I was always just fucking murdering people. Like, I tried to play Dishonored, like, four times. And on the fourth time... I was like, fuck it, I'm just killing everyone. Because you, the game obviously wants you to stealth around. Like, it yeah, wants, it wants you, you to. Assassin. But I'm just, I was just like, fuck it, I just want to see the, what this, I just want to get to the end credits. I just want to beat it. And then I had a lot more fun, just teleporting and stabbing people in the neck and stuff and being chaotic awful. Or chaotic evil, I mean. Yeah. Full yeah. renegade. Yeah. <laughs> Full but, renegade. But, like, I hate the beginning of Resident Evil 7. I hate it. Even mm. when I was playing it at first, I was like, oh, God, it's so slow. Like I really? like it, it's so slow and painful, and then and then like you eventually get guns and you're able to like really fight back. And but then the game isn't exactly designed for that. So when you get yeah. on the boat, it's like ugh, this doesn't feel good. Like because you have to fight everyone, but it doesn't. It's not like a. And then Resident Evil Seven comes along, and they're like, "Hey, you're fucking John Wick now, by the way." And I, oh, great! You like mean Resident Evil Eight or Eight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I don't know what I said. But and then like you get to the the dollhouse. And I, at first, the first time I was in the DOS, I was like, this is pretty cool. I'm glad this is only one tiny sliver of the game and not the fucking whole game, essentially. But, like, whenever you do replays, which most people, you want to replay Resident Evil. Yeah, like, that's what it's designed for. Yeah. Uh, every single time I got to that dollhouse, I was like, great. It's the slow, boring part that I can't do anything <laughs> in. It's the, it's like, you're, it's like the, uh, the, you're, you're going through and having this awesome time on the hardest difficulty. And then suddenly you're on, you're on one of those baby roller coasters that has one hill. <laughs> you know the what script, I mean? A very scripted fun house ride. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. I like, yeah. I like emergent gameplay and stuff like that way more than I like scripted events. And I think that's probably what it comes down to. With all that being said, inscription, would you say it's still like a five for you on the, on the name? <laughs> on the scary scale. <laughs> oh, is that what we're talking about? Uh, yeah. What actually scared you was the original question that led to that 15 minute discussion. <laughs> the, uh, the, the environment of inscription does make me a little nervous. Yeah. I would say mm. it was probably about a five. It's, if I woke up with that guy, with that guy sitting across from me and his creepy eyes and you can't see anything else. And like, he's like, come on, we're playing a card game. You can't leave by the way. Doors locked. You got to play a card. And when you, you can get up from the table and walk around the little cabin you're in and his eyes are always following you wherever you oh. go. He's just watching you, waiting for you to sit back down. That's kind of cool. I didn't it's know that. awesome. And he, when he talks, it's like, it's like, everything is unsettling. Interesting. Yeah, I need to play that game. I own it. I just need to play it. Fucking story of my life. Any other games, Nave? Nope. All right, Nick, how about you? What games have you been playing? Oh man, I see. I haven't gotten. To, I haven't gotten to do this in a long time, so I have a lot to update people on. Update um, us, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, obviously I, I shared this with you guys earlier, and I'm going to say it again on the show. I, 15 minutes before the show started, I beat Resident Evil 4 Remake, which for anybody who has been following along, all my friends who have been, you know, frequently recurring in the chat, um, I had been playing that entire. Committed that I was going to play that whole game on stream. Kind of to myself, I did. I kind of just held myself to that expectation. I didn't really make anybody any promises to do that. I just, I just did, and I wanted to finish it. I started it, so I was like, "We're going to follow through, and we're going to finish this on stream." So I finally beat Sadler. The ending sequence is way, way better this time around on the jet ski. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on RE4, um, and I don't know if I'm going to do a full blown review. 
uh, with, you know, folks on our platform or not. So I won't get too terribly deep into it. Yeah. All I'll say is just like surface level is an incredible experience. I mean, it is the way to play Resident Evil 4. Um, I don't do if for any of listeners of Game Together, don't make this mistake that I did and say, Oh, let me play the original so I can appreciate the remake. Just play the fucking remake. Like, don't Absolutely. put yourself through the pain and the tribulation. The first one's not bad though. The first one isn't yeah. bad. I mean, I just it's replayed good, it. It I know, I know. It's a good game. It's a good game. But for modern players who haven't who aren't used to tank controls, it's going to be painful for them going back to that. And I think that they do a wonderful job of maintaining the idea of Leon being a tanky character um, because he isn't as intuitive to move around. And I've actually talked to some other people. I've talked to some YouTubers and some other streamers and stuff who are like, I hated Resident Evil 4 because it didn't feel like they updated the, the controls enough. But I think that was because they didn't have enough of maybe they didn't have enough context or maybe they didn't understand the vision of what they were going for. They didn't want to completely remove the ability of like Leon being the slow moving character while, you know, enemies are moving around that map very fast. That's kind of what leads into the survival horror aspect of it. Um, But I think they just did an excellent job top to bottom of taking all of the pieces of the original game and then reimagining it with new art design um, and new writing that actually made those characters come to life. I think one of the happiest things that I had was the fact that Leon and Ashley had a real relationship. And you could tell by the end of that game, those two characters in game cared about each other. And the things that they were saying, it made sense. It wasn't corny. It wasn't uh, creepy or gross in any way, the way that the original one was, which some people love it for. Of course, you know, there's, there's a camp. You got to love the OG Re- Resi series for the camp that they had in there. But um overall it was a fantastic fantastic game fantastic experience and i will say this right now is that when it comes to the games that are coming out this year from a performance perspective it's going to be hard i mean you got zelda and you got uh resident evil 4 remake and i've been playing both and it's going to be hard for literally any other game to come out this year and like top those two because they're both incredible in their own rights and i would say RE4R is dealing with a lot less than Tears of the Kingdom is, but it still is just impeccable. I was saying this to Nave last night when we were talking too. It's like, I understand now why people talk about Capcom the way they do with such reverence because they haven't put out a game that performs poorly in I don't know how long in the modern generation. I think the last game that people were really unhappy with was 6, and they've put out nothing but bangers since then because people love 7, people love 8, all of the remakes are absolute flames. Like it's it's wonderful. Um, so yeah. So that's for RE4. I bought Tears of the Kingdom. I got I got a little. Uh, I got Link. I got this you little got the amiibo. amiibo. I got the Bebo. I got the little amiibo. And and on top of this, shout out to um, uh, Rob from the Game Duo podcast. I believe it was Rob that told me. But uh, I'm I'm keeping all my amiibos in boxes for right now because I I can't just unleash that power into the world. Um, so I ended up buying like this little, they sell on eBay, little, uh, NFC cart, like mini card ships that yeah. have the same thing yeah. that are in the amiibos and you can just throw them on the switch. So that way you can like maintain like the value of your figures that you buy, um, and keep them in the boxes and stuff. I mean, I might take them out eventually one day cause I don't really see myself selling it, but I got that. And, uh, yeah, tears of the kingdom is sick. I really haven't done enough to have a lot of opinions on it other than the fact that it's fucking incredible. Um, in the fact like that it is significant and remarkable what Nintendo was able to pull off with the mechanics and the systems that they have layered on the Switch CPU. It's just, it's insane. It's really insane. I don't know. Nave, did you, did you get, uh, 
tears? Did you get Zelda? I bought it and I played like the very beginning part. Okay. And so, so when he's like, I saw Ganon and stuff like that. Yeah, I literally jumped, did the cutscene of it's the Legend of Zelda title card, and then you land, and I was like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna play Inscription, and then uh, <laughs> that's enough for today. <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah. two weeks ago or whenever it came out. I got it like maybe a couple of days after, but I, I'm really excited to start messing with it because I've been watching a lot of videos and it looks right. awesome. I saw online, I think just today, a, an article came out with an interview uh, that the game was ready like a year ago. Mm, yeah i and believe it it's like the I game was ready it. a year ago and they literally just spent all of this time polishing QA. the physics and making sure everything like functioned the way it was supposed to i'm just like it's nice that nintendo has all this time because <laughs> this game is impeccable and then you see redfall like eating glue on the other side but it's yeah. like at the same time if they continued to delay that game there'd be hell to pay it's like microsoft is not would in an ideal solution right like now. what is the see i i that was another thing i was going to broach upon is that i finished redfall um, I'm not really going to say anything because I finished it for a review that I'm doing later on. But, um, like, what what do you mean by that there would be hell to pay though? I Xbox they the whole ecosystem the fans have been waiting for a, like a long long time for things. And I was just on another show with some PlayStation players. Uh, what was it? Pixel Play, Philip? Yeah, was I think it was Pixel Play. And uh, I was just there essentially as an Xbox guy defending them while they were scrutinizing like the whole situation that they're in. And a lot of it comes from the games that they're putting out. Like they're putting out good games, but it's like there's not enough and we've been waiting for too long at the same time. With Redfall, like Starfield getting delayed was pretty bad because it was, it was, it, but Redfall getting delayed as well. Like we were, this is supposed to be our, our year, right? Like the year for Xbox to finally like do something, and yeah, I feel the same What's way. It? I'm I'm literally I'm literally talking from what I see on the internet. I personally don't give a fuck. But yeah, like Redfall it's... is like Redfall was just the worst possible time to have a game come out and it be shitty after so many delays. I mean, but you know there what are I mean? so many bangers, not only on Xbox but on Game Pass. Like, I mean, you got Plague Tale Rec, the both the Plague Tale games, fucking incredible. Yeah. You got coffee talk like philip's probably going to talk about that later citizen sleeper hi-fi rush i mean you got a bunch of the life is strange series psychonauts 2 signalis which i still have to finish i mean you got mm. all of the yakuza games that are on there i mean i know i'm all talking about like old games and that's what people have a problem with we want new exclusive bangers that are on yeah. the xbox platform but it just like it bugs me <clears throat> this like culture in the gaming space of immediacy we want what we want and we want it now and I, and I think part of that problem is xbox and what phil spencer and the leadership team have they've pro- they've made certain promises through what they've said in various showcases where they're like we're working on this and this is when we're going to come out and you're going to get everything you want day and date on game pass and all of that and unfortunately that leads to a lot of expectation and when things like redfall happen it makes a lot of people mad but the reality is, is that I would fucking, like, I said this on a show, I believe, I don't know if it was on here, but I said this and I was talking to Eric um, from Game Positive, and I was like, I would have rather Halo Infinite wait and come out a year or a year and a half later so it can release with campaign co-op in Forge. Yeah. I, would, I would literally would have rather waited, and I know that mm. makes me an exception in terms of, like, the gamer community, but I just feel like that if they, if people were okay waiting a little bit longer we would be happier with our products at the end of the day 
I think that like on this, it, a lot of people that are that are consumers are mostly just surface level about the things that they that they absorb. Which I th- everyone's surface level about something that they enjoy. Like I have no idea how the fuck stand up comedy is made. Like, but I just like <laughs> yeah. when I see a special yeah. that sucks, I'm like, oh, that sucks. That guy should be tarred and quartered. <laughs> you know, like fuck that guy. Banned but, from stand up ever again. Yeah, but like it, it's uh, obviously very hard, and there's a lot of things like they, like you know uh, what's his name uh, N- N- Norm Macdonald. It, during that roast, and he goes up there and just tells tells a bunch of terrible old shitty jokes. You know what I mean? But yeah. everyone's laughing because it's like he's doing it because it sucks. But you have to have yeah. an understanding of like you you got He knows that he's telling shitty jokes. It, like the fact that they're shitty makes it even more funny. Like it's like it's stuff like that. Like whenever we're talking about video games, most people don't understand how hard it is to develop the games. Right. I'm yeah, talking well, from like a devil's advocate point of view. I, I don't give a fuck about Redfall. Like I, I wouldn't have even noticed if it came out and was generic and no one talked about it. I wouldn't have even known it came out, but, um, you guys got to do it for the show though. I mean, it's, 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 a co- it's co-op and it's on game pass. Like you got to do it. The, the big thing is that a lot of people look at these exclusives as reasons for owning the specific console. Like yeah. whenever you talk to yeah. a PlayStation gamer, they don't they don't think that they're missing anything when they look over on Xbox's side, but then when you talk to an Xbox gamer, they're like, "Man, I wish Final Fantasy 16 was releasing on the Xbox." And, "Wow, that God of War game looks pretty fucking cool." And, you know what I mean? Or they look at Breath of, or uh, Tears of the Kingdom like, "Wow, I wish they Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts 2 would come out," you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I hear that all the time. So, uh, it's it, it, there is definitely a sentiment going on within the uh, like the more casual community, and like when you talk to people like us, we're kind of locked in our own like ecosystem of of, of no, not only of knowledge and of, of experience, but also like the fact that we go out of our way to produce content like makes us like a fraction of a fraction of gamers. You know That's what true. I mean? That's not true. like saying like oh we're better than everyone or anything else, but like we are definitely not. This it's like the the horror situation I was talking about or earlier. Like I have a hard time playing horror games because I just see, I just know, you I know that something's about to happen. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's it, it's a, it's unfortunate, but like we have a hard time understanding what is going on in the more broad community, uh, and yeah. uh, so that's something that I always try to kind of step out of myself and like observe as much as I can, but. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. Well, I just think that, I mean, I, I totally hear where you're saying there, Nave. And I just think that like, I get it. I get where people are coming from, especially people are owning Xboxes. And I, I've heard this take numerous times from multiple people is like, why do I own an Xbox? Why do I own an Xbox right now? And frankly, <laughs> in, in my opinion, I, I have to ask that same question to myself, but I think that because of it, of it being an ecosystem and the interconnectivity of everything is on there, and you also get some third party bangers. Um, I, I wouldn't say that people who own like an Xbox Series S or X are really suffering by any stretch yeah. of the imagination because yeah. there are still so many good games that are available on those platforms. I think that like when people say, why do I own an Xbox? What they're really saying is that why do I own an Xbox if it doesn't have any exclusives that are 10 out of 10s? And I would say that, you know, the, the argument there is that because unfortunately they haven't put their studios in a position to put out tens out of tens yet. And the, what they're asking for is going to take time. I think that because there was an interview on kind of funny with Phil Spencer, like a month ago, I think, 
where there was a line that got taken out of context and shuffled around a lot yeah. where Phil said that he even if Redfall was a 10 out of 10 nobody's going to sell their playstations yeah. yeah they're not going to sell their playstations and I think that because it's out of context because the, the context surrounding that was him talking about them losing the Xbox One generation the generation where everyone built up their digital libraries and the right. libraries are always moving forward so that was the worst time so if even if they were starting to release these bangers it wouldn't really push the console war because most people are entrenched already like I think that I hear the people that are going, why do I want an Xbox? I My reason for wanting an Xbox is this is where all my fucking games are. I have 1,600 games on my library. Yeah. 1,100 of which I haven't even fucking played yet. So it's <laughs> like I kind of got – I'm kind of just going to sit over here for a while if you don't mind everybody. But whenever I hear that, I know that they're probably more casual because a lot of these people – I know this is uh, – what is it? Anecdotal. This is anecdotal, but I have a friend who is thinking about getting a PlayStation, and every time he's like, because Xbox doesn't have any games, Xbox has no fucking games. He's convinced that no games have come out this year. Like, literally no games have come out this year. He only plays, like, uh, like, like Warzone and Apex and shit like that, and he's seen God of War, and he's like, man, that looks pretty fucking good. He's like, I kind of want to play that. But this is the thing. He only owns, like, 40 games. So it wouldn't be no big deal for him to switch consoles. And I think that whenever you hear that sentiment uh, from people, I think that you're usually it, – it colors your opinion of them immediately. Yeah. It's like, okay, I know what kind of gamer you are. Not yeah. that it's like a big judgment or anything, but you have to understand when you're talking to people, especially on the internet, that there's infinite different levels of experience with all kinds of things. And yeah. and that that subtlety is not is not apparent on like you know the Bird app. Do you well, think, I think that, you're getting the you're giving them too much of a pass? Like I've only yeah. baked like I don't know three cakes in my life, but if I eat a shit cake, I know it's a shit cake. Yeah, that's true. But there's true. a difference between making the cake, like okay, because because what you're <laughs> saying is like, are you mad? And when you eat the shit cake, are you mad at the person who made the cake? I'm mad at the cake. You're mad at the cake. <laughs> I mean, I think you're allowed to be mad at both. I think you're yeah. you're. It's valid for somebody to be mad at both. I just I think, think you can like, be mad at Xbox for this. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. I'm I, less I mean, sure. I'm saying now. Here's the thing: is that I'm. I think Xbox is to blame from an organizational standpoint. I think what happened and what I've heard from people anecdotally and, you know, listen to various podcasts and what people have been theorizing or talking about because nobody's in it. Nobody's who uh, nobody is allowed to talk about it. Who is in it? So, you know, us, you know, the games media that are looking in, you know, from a bird's eye view, what people are assuming is the fact that Microsoft acquired ZeniMax and Bethesda and all the properties that are underneath their umbrella and, but Bethesda still has their own internal HR system. They have their own supervisory organization. They have their own structure and everything. So I think Xbox sat back and the leadership team kind of just sat there and was like, oh, they are in a position there. They put out great games. They put out Skyrim. They've done X, Y, and Z. They put Fallout 4. They put out all of these great games. And Arcane, they have this incredible pedigree. Let's just sit back and let them do what they need to do. And then what happened as a result of that is that they didn't give them enough budget is what I'm imagining. And then they didn't give them a, a, like a, a good timeline to actually get their their artistic vision completed and shipped in a way that is up to arcane standards. And so I imagine I can only assume that crunch occurred based on me beating Redfall is that there must've been massive levels of crunch. And then people just like not caring or not, not that not caring is the wrong word. Cause I'm sure all of those developers cared about everything that they did in that game. But I think like what ultimately happened is that there was a lack of oversight. And when it came 
close to make the to for the pre-orders to happen it was too, it was already too far gone and there was nothing that xbox could do when the internal xbox qa team got their hands on it and so they kind of were just like well we got to do x y and z and it's got to ship in this way it's got to ship in 30 frames because we have to get this out of the door because we made this promise that this was going to happen in 2023 and phil even on, on what you were saying phil spencer came forward and he was like we got to reassess the way that we approach this from an organizational standpoint and what i'm thinking is that they need more people in leadership roles that are going to sit there and hold hands or be do regular check-ins. I don't know. Um, I don't know if micromanaging a studio like Arcane is going to be healthy or not for the brand as a whole, but I do think that um, that something needs to change or something needs to happen so this doesn't happen again. Because when you have games like Redfall come out on Game Pass, it's lessening it's lessening the value of like what Game Pass means to people. Because in my mind. Game Pass is Premiere, but Game Pass also is like an indie machine. That's the little place that I go to when I want to play every single one of the indie games that I know is on that platform. And it's the reason why I feel like I don't have to pay for indie games. It's the same reason that I don't renew my subscription. But it's also on the on the inverse side of that coin. It's the same reason why people will get Game Pass for a month so they play one specific game and then they don't renew, which is kind of like it's counterintuitive to what their overall strategy is. So... Something does need to happen to that extent. I don't know. It's a tough sitch. Yeah, it is tough. That was a long. That was a long road for me to say. I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm uh, and and I uh, I'm also playing Jedi Survivor. I've been playing that for a little bit. Um, Are you gonna clap? All my fucking slander that I've been throwing this game's way. No, I haven't. What have you been saying, Nave? Oh, just that it. Every time it comes, I'm like, ooh, okay, ooh, ooh, Star <laughs> Wars, that's cool. Fucking stupid-ass Star Wars Jedi game. <laughs> Why do you like it? It's so oh dumb. No, literally, this game is so cool. Like, the the stances that Cal has, and he just feels like a badass. I'm a fan of this series, and I totally get, Nave, why you might, might not be. But I, and, and I do think that EA shipped that game in an unfortunate state. Like, I also am of the party that I'm glad that we have Jedi Survivor, but I would have been totally fine if they had waited to December to ship that game, because this year has been stacked. And if they had just waited a little bit, that would have been a perfect Christmas game for me to play. But you know, of course, Disney and EA—they have their own timelines that they want to—they want to get those shipped and out the door. But I mean, the stances, the the characters, the new enemies that they're introducing—it's um, all just S tier. It's S tier Star Wars content. And I will say, and I've said this before, that Fallen Order was by far and away my favorite content of Star Wars that I was able to see since Empire Strikes Back and then the prequel trilogy. I'm one of the sickos that actually liked the prequel trilogy for the world building that Lucas did for it. But the the, the Fallen Order took it up a level, and I, I can tell already that Jedi Survivor is just turning the dial up to 12 uh, because it's just it's doing everything right for me. And that's what I've been, that's what I've been working on. I'm just mad that they're not making Titanfall 3. That's the only yeah, reason why three, I'm But, right? like, will they... But, like they're not that doesn't mean that they won't ever in the future right i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't think Titanfall's done i think Titanfall's done. Think yeah. done yeah gonna, i think they hit with they the... knocked it out of the part with apex and they knocked it out of the part with these jedi games i and they're looking at titanfall which sold poorly because it was sold right next to battlefield and call of duty that's they, so sad and, and they're just literally like well, the best first person campaign that i've ever played it's fucking great, that. and yeah. uh, we're never getting it again because Disney is the 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 fucking cancerous growth is spreading across the entire gaming industry yet again. So it and everyone's like, eater. woohoo! 
and meanwhile I'm over here playing my card game for the fucking fifteenth <laughs> week in a row. Yeah. You're just Am I getting old? Period. Yeah, no, this one sounds like like you've fallen out of the demographic at this point. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I mean, I think it's cool that he has a gun and he can use the gun in the lights. When I saw yeah. that, I was like, pretty fucking cool. I, I kinda really like that. Rad. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't gotten the gun yet. I haven't gotten to that moment, but uh, I'm excited for it. Because that was something in KOTOR where I would be like, why can't I just use a gun? <laughs> like, like, you get in a KOTOR. You don't even yeah. need a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I want to play Jedi Survivor eventually, but if someone played the first one, I just haven't got around to it. Philip, knowing how you game and knowing how you like play through games, you're a pretty... I know you have time to game and you're pretty avid. Like you're, you get through levels. Like you get, you chew through games pretty quickly with Jedi survivor. I'd imagine it'd probably take you anywhere from 15 to 20 hours being generous. Mm, not bad. You yeah. see the new DLC for power wash simulator. Oh shit. Is it out? I don't think so. Is this the Tomb soon. Raider, the Laura Croft one? I know there was a uh, Laura no. Croft DLC. And a there was a final DLC. fantasy one. No, yeah. that, those are, those are old news. The new oh, one's shit. bikini bottom. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I tweeted it. I, if you look on our Twitter, it's not that far down. Yeah, I was like hide this bottom. From, I was like hide this the, from the Burger Mobile, the Krusty Krab. <laughs> Philip, did I ever tell you that I beat uh uh hard to hard space old hard space shipbreaker? Did I like actually completed the game? No, I, I haven't heard of that part yet. Dude, I fucking love that game, and so I am good. so happy. It is so good. It is so good, and it just, like, it scratched that itch perfectly where it's, like, a simple enough puzzle game because I'm I'm a dummy, and I, I can't do complicated hard puzzles, which is another reason why I avoided Scorn. But, like, it's it's simple enough but also complicated enough to where it just scratched that itch in my brain in the right way, and I just, I plowed through. I did nothing for, like, a couple of weeks but play Hard Space when I was supposed to be playing, like, Fire Emblem Engage or some dumb shit like that. It's a great so, podcast game. It is an incredible podcast game. Yeah, listening to it while you're, like, playing. I also just, like, play listening to the music. The The soundtrack in that game is incredible. The ending, like, the storyline, like, for the actual finale pays off. You're basically just, you're, you're going through a union organization progress. Like, it's yeah. a process to, like, create a yeah. union for your, for your job, your industry. And it's, it's fucking incredible, man. And then I, the, isn't the union, like, just as bad as the, the company? And so they just far. kick you right back out? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they, 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 the union, yeah, they kind of shit on you too. Like, once yeah. you, once you do. Well, they're like, they made it illegal to, why do I know the end of this game? They made it illegal to clone people, like for people to, in order to make the sidestep, like medical, atten- medical care for the workers, right? But then they kept it, they, they fought so that their company could continue to make it legal to, to use yeah. the cloning yeah. technology. It's just a, like, it was a power what? struggle for sure. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. But I, I will say that I was this close. It's a completion, completionism, Nave. I was this close to getting the thousand in that game, but the game fucking really? glitched out on me. And I, because there, there are moments where you're supposed to do ghost ships, and there are these moments where you basically select a job, and it just gives you a random ship. And it's basically they give you ships that are like infested by AI nodes that yeah. somehow escaped the station. And your job, they're like, all right, now we need you to go burn those fucking AI out of existence. Yeah. And you're like, but <laughs> I don't want to. They're like, that's the job. Start sucks to be you. Scream. As you melt them, <laughs> yeah, like as you're melting them, they're like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really terrible, but um, but you do it, and you're supposed to find helmets inside of it, and I did like, and you don't have to like even complete the ship; you can collect the helmet and like just 
get out of there. Yeah, you still you'll get, the, you'll get the achievement. Um, and I chose like ship after ship out. I did it like maybe you had to 15, grind them like that. It sucks. But I did it like fifteen or twenty times. In the the helmet just never populated. It just never, it just never came back, and so I was just annoying. I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, so I just yeah, I'm, it wasn't like, RNG based one. Which yeah. before we get too far away from it, uh, in an interview, the lead developer of Future Labs, the creators of Power Wash Simulators, when asked, "Will there be Power Wash Simulator 2? He states, "We are taking the series in the next step for the franchise, and that's by taking it back to World War II." <laughs> and he <leaves> it, what? <laughs> do they have Power oh, Wash in World War II? I can't wait to wash away the the spot where Hitler okay. killed himself. <laughs> I'm sure draw big draw old big old cock and balls. They're probably gonna quote. they're they're gonna let you uh a power wash a Hanser tank. Is that what it's called? A Hanser? Oh, a Hetzer. Hetzer? Yeah, because Dude, Hetzer that'd be great. Hetz. That'd yeah. be awesome. That'd be sick. In, in a fucking collaboration with World of Tanks. <laughs> yeah. And War Power Wash Simulator brought to you by World of Tanks. That is All what right. they say though. Hetzer's gonna Hetz. We need to move this along. We're not even out of games we've been playing and it's for an hour in. Sorry, Holy sorry, fuck! Boys. It's sorry, been an hour? Yeah, we need to move. Conversation. Uh, anything else from you, Nick? Uh, no, that's it for me right now. Thank you. Awesome. So, uh, games I've been playing. I, Nave, I, I goofed it. They oh, dropped oh. Danganronpa 2 from Game Pass. I didn't even notice. And then I oh. finished <laughs> Tokyo and I'm like, I'll go do some Danganronpa because I'm flying through my games now. I'm chewing them up and spitting them out. And I launch it and it's like, you don't own this. And Are you like, serious? Oh, yeah. I'll buy it for like, you. No, I don't do it. How far were you in it? I was like, I was at the Funhouse trial still. <sighs> that's So that's like, not even halfway. Probably. Yeah, not even Why halfway. Why don't you just buy it, Philip? Just buy it. I, it's $15. I'll, I'll buy it eventually. But I mean, I got a lot of other games on the list still. Like Coffee Talk because I needed a different talking game so i couldn't play danganronpa <laughs> and coffee talks not bad it's very cute i started i started it i got through the intro chapter i'm so sorry to cut you off i no, started it and i am in love with that game like i actively want to stop playing all of these AAA games and do nothing but play these little like talking like these yeah. little text simulator games I, I that's all i want right now i don't know what it is i guess when, i fell out of the demographic too i i was <laughs> playing a little bit of coffee talk and I wish I had played this before I played Valhalla because the only thing I ever think of when I'm playing that game is I just want to play Valhalla. Like that's the that's just it just feels like a better game, and I like yeah. the aesthetic more because Coffee Talk is like you got kind of like creatures, right? Yeah, they're they're magic creatures. Yeah, yeah, like and in, orcs. In it's Valhalla, like, it's a future cyberpunk like dystopia world. So I'm like, it's just just a cooler. It's just so much cooler. You know what I mean? I don't where know can I, I where can I buy Valhalla? Uh, you can buy it on the Switch. That's the best place to play it, I think. Uh, but you can play it on Steam, or I played it on Game Pass on uh, for the PC, but it's not on there anymore. Yeah. Uh, but you can get achievements if you're an Xbox person. I'm, uh, and, uh, I think it's on the Vita too, but I'm not sure about that. On the Vita, that's awesome. But the game is great. Speaking of like playing handheld games, I totally forgot to mention this like during my little game talk, but I bought a ROG Ally. I bought like the oh, juice really? up one. I bought one. Yeah, you get I fucking. Uh, no, it's gonna ship. Uh, I think at the beginning of June. So I'm I'm supposed to get it like around June 11th. But I am so fucking excited. Listeners at I, home, if you're unfamiliar, this is the competitor, the big competitor for this the Switch handheld. What's the Switch Switch Deck? No, not yeah, Switch. Steam Deck. Uh, the Steam, Steam Deck. Deck. That's yeah, it. Valve Steam Deck. 
Yeah, this is the big competitor, the the Steam Deck killer. Even there's a, <laughs> it's twice as powerful. The only yeah. people or things people are complaining about is that it um, yeah. does not have a dedicated uh, software base or something like that. Like it's Windows based, as opposed yeah. to mm-hmm. the the I don't know what you call it, like the prefabricated Steam OS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I cannot fucking stop thinking about Power Wash Simulator in World War II. <laughs> I'm so I'm so hung up on that. I don't think it's real. I, I assume he's trolling in this AMA. Dude, but that's such a good idea, though. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, but tell me more. Like, uh, what what do you have in mind for how, what's the use case for this? Because I love the idea of handhelds that are not the Switch, but I cannot, like, yeah. validate to myself the best use case for it. When am yeah, I going to actually use it? Well, I thought me, that I would play the Switch in bed and stuff like that, and I did like for like two days. But yeah, yeah. I've genuinely just fallen completely off of doing that. So for me, I struggle playing like the Switch or a lot of handhelds in bed because when you lay down, your body is like flat and your arms are up. So the blood just uh, drains yeah. right out of your arms. You got like 15, 20 minutes tops before there are no blood in your hands and you're just playing with little, <laughs> little tingly fingies. And, and so I actually bought, I I bought, I bought an arm. It's like a, it's like a thing that people use for like content or whatever, which to mount their phones or whatever, but like, it's big enough to fit a switch in it. And it also like does some tablets too. So it's like an arm that will like go over my bed and I can detach the controllers and, and like actually play while I'm laying down flat (laughs) and like staring at the screen. And then that way I can just like game for hours, like while I'm not moving in my bed, like a fucking vegetable but, yeah, we can't we can't move dude. past this as you're approaching master gamer mode where it's like you never leave the bed dude. and you have like the beer helmet but it's got mountain dew in it yes the, correct, correct. code red it's code red like just one straw directly into my veins the other straw is like a blended up taco bell taco <laughs> Yeah, so okay, keep going, that's keep like going. that's but, like straight out of like the mario you know but, the live action mario movie yeah <laughs> But the thing is, is I watched the, um, I watched the presentation because, um, Asus had like the ROG ally, like the, the showcase and they sat there and they like explained all the specifications, explained what it could do. And really what sold me at the end there was the fact that Microsoft Studios directly partnered with Asus and they have this like application. I don't know if this is something that other people use, but they use this thing called Armory Crate where yeah. you can sync all of your games from your Steam library and you can use that to launch Game Pass. And so you can play Game Pass directly on the ROG Ally and it's lossless from what I understand. So it would basically be something where I can play all of my Game Pass games handheld. So I, I would just have like the saves carried over and it would and I and I'm sure they probably have to do it via cloud, but I can only imagine it. But in my mind, I'm thinking it probably will be a little bit better than like, you know, than when you're doing it on your phone and launching oh, yeah. it from like Especially that application. Yeah. And it's, and I think that the, probably they've given a little bit more back end support to the ally. Um, so things are a little bit more playable and integrated into the hardware itself. And it's got good cooling. It's got awesome memory and it's got an OLED, all of the, all of the juicy stuff that you want from a really, really good handheld. So I'm excited. I'm excited. The one kitsch I've heard too about it is that it doesn't have a decent sleep mode option. Really? Like, like the what is switch, a kitsch? Like, I don't know, like a a, a snitch, a, a, a twitch, a, yeah. a kitsch. <laughs> I didn't know if I was I was hearing a, a new word I've never heard before. This probably isn't a word. It's probably just a sound that I'm using that sounds like a word. Yeah. One critique. All words. Critique are that you've heard. Uh, maybe. Let's see. 
Uh, it sounds Yiddish. It sounds Yiddish. Know. Well, there's that kitsch, the Urban Dictionary, which we know that one. That's uh, considered to be in poor taste, but can be appreciated ironically. Were you thinking uh, of that doesn't work in my use? Like the a quibble that people have have said yeah a little it? a little quibbling a little um, yeah a little quibbling whatever yeah is that a like with a switch you can just hit the power button and lock it and, key, and come back later and resume yeah. right where you were same right. with the Steam Deck apparently it offers that feature okay but. Uh, with this, it's like a Windows platform. So it's basically a laptop in your hands. So yeah. you can put it in a sleep mode, but not all games will support, you know, just it, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's just because most of it's going to be third party. And I'm more excited than anything else to the fact that I can use Steam directly and I can just port my Steam library over to it. I think that also is another thing that's yeah. like way more exciting than anything to me because I want to play the games that I have in my Steam library. I just don't want to sit at my fucking computer all the time because you see these screens back here that's where i fucking sit for eight hours a day while i'm doing my day job and it's just it's it's tough on me to be here all the time yeah well uh another big feature that you haven't mentioned yet is just emulation yes exactly <laughs> emulation and that's the thing is i i do and i think that will also yeah nintendo don't sue us please yeah. but like I don't know enough about emulation. I'm probably going to talk to Rick Firestone from Pixel Project Radio about like what he uses on the Steam Deck, or I'll probably talk to you, Philip. I mean, I guess you emulate things here and there, right? I love oh, yeah. Rick Firestone's okay. name. I know every time I hear the name, I'm like, <laughs> oh, so Rick Firestone. Cool. It's so cool. It's awesome. Like, but, I'm expecting but, to yeah. hear the fucking The Rock, like WWF intro music start playing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Steam makes it very easy. If you are using Steam, you can use RetroArch, like built in. And okay. once you get it set up, there's some issue, like you have to do some setup for it. But once you get it going, it's like a single click straight from, like the game will appear in your uh, your Steam library. It'll be like Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. And you can launch it straight from your library. It will launch let, uh, Retro Arc and then load the you know the cores needed to emulate it for you. I'm going to write this down. Retro Arc. Yeah. Yeah, Philip's the okay. fucking emu emulation guy over there. I don't know what the fuck. He always just sends me a zip file and just goes like set like, this up, yeah, figure it out, note, Dave. Notepad in there, and it's like do <laughs> yeah. this, read me instructions. Yeah. God, Dave, I wish you had a better computer so we could do some more uh, Parsec gaming, like we did with Bubble Bubble. Yeah. It, that's gonna come up. Dave's computer yeah. being not not made for video games. <laughs> yeah. All right, but I'm enjoying Coffee Talk uh, specifically. We, we've been talking about a lot of like off kilter things, off kilter. Is that another word that doesn't that actually is, exist? That is a saying. That is a saying. No, okay. off kilter. You're good. Yeah. But uh, one was whenever I booted up, Jana was watching me play and she's like, oh, this is another one of those indie games. She's like, you know, the problem with indie games is that they're always, uh, you know, was it like child, like child lost in dark world? They're always super moody and artsy fartsy. Like she referenced, um, what was the game where you're Bob Dylan? <laughs> oh yeah that's uh god it was you're the, not bob dylan you're his nephew oh well you're bob dylan's nephew she referenced that she referenced life is strange because she also watched me play that one yeah. uh, and then she referenced oh god there's the another games one aren't all moody though some yeah, of them are like, awesome it's like, like some of these seems cult of the lamb is fucking incredible it's not it's kind of edgy but it's like edgy in a funny ironic way yeah, meanwhile, I'm like, they're not all like that. I'm like, Stardew, Super Meat Boy, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's like, Stardew's good, but there's always going to be, you know, outliers. But, and I basically went on the same, like, you know, maybe it's because I play so many games that I'm basically numb to most 
triple A stuff and that I'm looking for the the weird deep cuts and that's why I'm drawn to these yeah. indie games. But it's in yeah. the game, like the second day, two game developers come to your coffee shop and they have that same exact conversation because yeah. one of them is like a triple A game developer and the other one's an indie dev and they talk about it together. Dude, like, that shit has been incredible. happening to me all the time recently. Like talking about something and then it just it's randomly comes up. So I I I watched this guy uh, internet comment etiquette and randomly I was I was talking to someone I was like, "Hey, have you ever heard of Coney 2012?" And I just started explaining <laughs> Coney 2012 to them. I don't know why I'm thinking about it. And then at the very end of this internet comment etiquette video that came, that came out that day he was like, he wrote Coney 2012 at the very end of a fucking comment and then sent it. And I was like, what? And send. He's so God, sweaty. He's awesome. that, that man is so sweaty. Love, and what was, he's so sweaty. <laughs> he was wearing the, I have merch of his that says cease your investigations. And he was wearing <laughs> that merch in that video. And I was like, this is something's going on. The fucking, like, Am I, I, I? Sometimes it feels like I'm uh, the Truman. You guys should get him on the show. How hard of a get would that be? You think you can Truman? do it? No, <laughs> no, no. The, the internet Carey? comment etiquette guy. How hard could it be? He, he's been on a be? few podcasts, but they're all like big YouTuber podcasts, like large, yeah, large people. Got it. You know, it's funny you bring up the Truman Show too because I think about that movie often because that was the first time I ever got caught pirating was watching that movie. <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> you got caught by the FBI? No, when I was like 18, like oh, uh, we oh, got like okay. a letter from our ISP that's like, "Hey, uh your, you know, IP has been, you know, tracked downloading this." And it like showed like a, a screenshot link or whatever, like this is the what is Alan? It was like the Truman Show 1080p. You <laughs> <laughs> know, like it's a pretty good movie. It's pretty <laughs> like what can I say? What did your parents say? What were they like, "God damn it, Phil." They were like, I don't know what's like, they didn't know what's going on. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but they're threatening us. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. It'll go away. <laughs> Dude, when I, You're like, it's, I was, it's fine. I was living <laughs> I with my aunt and uh, multiple times our fucking ISP or our fucking thing got shut down because I was downloading shit. <laughs> oh, I never got shut down, but they got the warning letters. I was downloading anime. <laughs> and oh, then our it fucking was anime. It was anime, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I had to watch Full Metal, dude. I was into Full Metal, and it's long. Yeah, that's true. Did yeah. you watch the original one, or did you watch Brotherhood? I watched them both. I I wanted to watch. I had to rewatch the first one because I wanted to watch Brotherhood. Because was it you, Philip, that was telling me that Brotherhood was good? But I had to. Yeah, I watched them both. Good. I can't even remember which one's I could, different. I could have told you that. I could have told you that. Yeah, but they, the like someone was talking to me was way like different hey, between the two of them. They're oh, very they, it's it only takes like a very short amount of time in Brotherhood before it really starts diverging, and you're yeah. like, oh shit, okay, this is very like a lot of the stories, the similar stories. But you have to w- watch the original Full Metal because they they gloss over so much in Brotherhood. They just assume that you know, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like yeah. watching Dragon Ball Z Kai. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, just the abridged one. Yeah, or not yeah. abridged. Abridged is a different series, but it's the the shorter series. It's like they cut down the the Namek Frieza fight from seventeen episodes to five or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about? Uh, coffee talk. Good game. I'm going to keep playing it. Uh, but <laughs> my backlog busting. I'm after last week. I'm like, man, I got to keep busting these games. And Games for Gold gave away Hoa H O A, which is a <laughs> I hardly a know flip. A- an indie game yeah god the <laughs> hoas here uh goddamn hoas fucking karens it's a child and dark world game like an indie game where it's just like platforming puzzle solving that type of game but 
What if it was child in bright glowing world with big cute bugs and stuff? Sounds great. It's like an inverted limbo where instead of being eaten by dogs, you just get kind of pushed around by robot machines. And there's an achievement for like beating the whole game without getting pushed by a single robot. And I, I jumped over like five different robots. I'm like, dude, I'm going to get this achievement. Like I'm, I'm going to fly through this whole game. The whole game's like three hours long. And then it was like the next robot. I just happened to walk by him and he just goes, it just like kicks me. And I'm like, Oh my God, no, Like I'm not going to start over, but it's really annoying. But then there's a team for getting kicked 10 times by robots. So then I just stood there and let him beat me up for a little bit, but you can't die in this game. So yeah, it's a cute game. Uh, no tears were shed, even though it was very emotional, very Ghibli inspired. Like, really? especially if you, like if you think about, uh, uh, Nausicaa, are you familiar? Oh yeah. Nausicaa of the Forbidden Valley. Yeah. Love awesome. That. Yeah. Fucking movie. It's very, I don't want to say inspired by, but very close to that one where like the backgrounds are super like painted in that style. The music sounds like something straight ripped from like, feels like, uh, spirited away soundtrack we have spirited away soundtrack yeah it is exactly the spirited away soundtrack just slightly different i need to rewatch did you play this did you play this on on switch or or they just played on the xbox damn it it's probably gone already isn't it yeah fuck i'd imagine i mean this was the one that just came out because the last one was like star star wars star pod racer Uh, yeah episode one pod racer yeah and then this one is a banger yeah, dude. It was so good. It makes me so <laughs> mad when I see a banger on Games for Gold and people are like, oh, why do they even do this anymore? This fucking shit sucks. It's never been good. And I'm like, I've gotten so many good games for fucking gold. game, dude. So many people just see a game that doesn't look like hyper realistic. Dude, I'm telling you, graphics are fucking ruined. Did you see David Jaffe talking shit about fucking uh, Tears of the Kingdom? He's like, this game is garbage. I'm unacceptable, gross looking. And then, and then obviously he started like joking because people got upset. And then he was like, okay, now I'm doubling down, which is good. You should double down. It's very funny. But like, it doesn't matter though, because he really does think that that game looks ugly. And I'm like, I think the game looks good. It doesn't have video games don't have to look like The Last of Us all the time. All right. Because then The Last of Us wouldn't be special. It wouldn't be as cool because every other fucking game looks like that. We need games that look not that great. Like, yeah. like it's graphic fidelity. Like, but if you like listen, to, but if you listen to Nave, even The Last of Us isn't that cool. <laughs> oh it's God. not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, but Ho was good. It was a short three hours romp. Uh, I recommend it if you guys have. Uh, I don't know, just three hours you want to kill one weekend, and you don't want to do like something massive like my other game, Ghostwire Tokyo, which I finished, and it took me I think like thirty five hours to beat. It got oh, to wow. a point where I collected like sixty percent of the souls just in the overworld and that and that was at like 30 hour mark or something like that and i'm like Damn. i can't do this aye, aye, aye. i'm going to just finish the game and then i finished the game and man Nave, you got to finish it like i, re- I was originally going to say this game could be like my game of the year even though it came out you know like two years ago or whatever but yeah. after that ending it is definitely not my game of the year but i had a good time with it the ending I did mean, not sink it for me it, but it, was it did just recently come out on xbox it was a year-timed exclusive for PlayStation. It is it still on just, Game Pass? It yeah, just I, it's forever. Pass. It's forever yeah. Game Pass game. Uh, but yeah, it's. I recommend it. Go play it. Uh, the monsters. Talking about scaries. There's some scary stuff in this game. Really? Uh, especially like the... Um, nobody has ever said that. Lady. I've listened to so much stuff about this game, and nobody ever said it was scary. That's interesting. Just the monsters. I think the, I think the monsters are scary. It's like a similar situation with, like, what game were we talking about? That's not that scary, but I think is like a scary... Scorn. You know, yeah, Scorn's not that yeah. scary, but like the situation is scary. Yeah. 
it does uh, control stuff as well. I, I see Ooh. your shirt there where like you're walking in a room and as you're walking through the room, the, the walls are moving and like it'll, is that a Gengar shirt? Oh, that's fucking sick. Gengar, name. Gengar like, gang. Gengar gang. It's, it feels really cool when you're like walking through it and everything's super Japanese. And so like all the little sliding doors are like slamming repeatedly or, or a wall that was a wall will turn into a sliding door that then slides yeah. open and you walk in and you're in a Metro station and I'm yeah, like, whoa, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. Dude, there's some cool stuff even towards the beginning of the game in like one of those scripted story events where you f- the first like building that you're going into and you're like, I have like there's a wall around you like manifested and you're like, I have to go to do these certain things to make that wall go away. And then like you're going through different houses and they're like turning on their side and like, yeah, you're, like walking on the roof and stuff like that. I love stuff like that, and that's probably why I definitely am coming back because the aesthetic of the game and like the atmosphere is really cool, and I and I love stuff like that. Even though it is just another one of these fucking another Far Cry. Yeah, much. Far Cry. That's the game I was thinking of. Or actually, I was thinking of the uh, what is the PlayStation game? Guerrilla Games is PlayStation game. Doesn't matter. Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, it's just it another one of these matter. like. Motherfucker. <laughs> <The>, <laughs> it, it's like the same type of game, but it's the it's the atmosphere that I like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, it's like yeah. robot dinosaurs. Okay, whatever. But like haunted Japanese ghost town. Mm, Even Japanese. better is oh God. Uh, <laughs> the side quests are actually like good side quests. I don't know how to describe it. Like um, instead of it's just like, hey, go kill twelve boar in the forest. It's like, hey, I heard um screaming from the local hospital. Can you go check it out? And it's like a spirit that's like he can't move on until he makes sure everyone's out of the hospital. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll get you. I'll get everybody out of that dang hospital. You go in and there's like a little girl and she's like, I can't leave because she's also a spirit. And it's like, why can't you leave? She's like, every time I close my eyes, I see the scary lady. And you're like, what? And then she's <laughs> like, yeah, see, I, I was actually blind, but I got donated eyeballs from another lady. But I don't know, like, for since I got her eyeballs, now I see a scary lady every time I close my eyes. And if I keep seeing her, she's going to kill me. And then you start going through the medical records and you find out that the lady that donated it, she was actually died because you usually don't donate your eyes when you're alive, of course. But uh, <laughs> what? <I know. laughs> like usually it, and she died violently where she was killed by another lady with a giant pair of scissors, you know. Jesus. Yeah, and, where did the uh, Japanese get these giant pairs of scissors from? <laughs> it's always giant scissors. <laughs> like very scary. The- the mayor, so and whenever he cuts the red tape and then just leaves it on the st- on the, he throws it out like concert drumsticks. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's like you go and you like find her, uh, the lady that gave up her eyes. You know, the died or whatever. And you're like, hey, what happened to you? And then she tells you like the backstory. And then she's like, I can't believe that this little girl's suffering the same thing. And then you have to like go and reunite with them and go to the basement where they finally like she closed her eyes and you see the scissor lady come out of the wall as she like comes looking for the little girl. And you have to, you know, do your finger jutsu blast. Yeah. And I'm like, um, dude, this is so good. So would you yeah. say like the Witcher Three Wild Hunt level side quest style no. stuff they got? Probably not, but I haven't played the Witcher <laughs> Three. Oh what? Played Witcher a, One. I, it's no like it's no. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's not like that, Nave. Okay, got it. But yeah, uh, that's my forty third game this year. I'm you know it was this month five. I'm running out of time, and I'm not even halfway there. 
We need to hurry you gotta up. Start, you got to start doing some small indie experiences. I did Hoa. No, that's that's you, cheating. You got to do something like uh, what? Oh, is it cheating? Does he have to play like all open? Like the last fifty have to be open world games. <laughs> I got to go all the Far Cry. Yeah, a hundred percent Far Cry too. Yeah, that's fair. Um, right. But I'm working on it. Nate, what did you buy? We need to keep this moving. Uh, I bought a game called Noel. Noel the f- more. Oh my god. Noel the Mortal Fate? Noel? Dude, this looks like you took Persona and My Hero Academia and smashed it together. Yeah, the aesthetic is really cute. I think it's just an RPG maker game though. But the oh. characters look really cool and this looks like cuz it, it look it, it, the reviews are really good on the Xbox store and it's mostly people going thank god this has been ported. You know what I mean? It looks like there's a little cult following for this. I don't know how far I'm going to get into it, but I kind of like some of these RPG Maker games. What do you mean when you say RPG Maker? I'm not familiar with that. Get them, Philip. It's one of the engines. So there's a lot of like kind of those indie free engines. Well, I don't think all the RPG Maker engines are free, but it's just like an easy way to churn out usually 2D games, or in this case, RPGs. So like, you know, the Game Maker Studio, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's an application just designed to make pretty simple games. Interesting, uh, okay. Game Maker... Wait, no, it's like RPG Maker. There's like 40 of them. Like, get, they're on RPG Maker, like 15XA mode or something like that. And it's just like a big tool set to make Final Fantasy, like, basically like 3 style or so, or 3, 2, 1, like kind oh, of that style. Okay. Like, if you look it up, there's so much, like, there's a big community just in people that just like make these games for, for fun. It's kind of like Halo Forge type thing. Yeah. And so there's a lot of them out there. People kind of pointed this one when you just talk about the shovelware on Steam. It's just all the RPG makers. I've never actually played an RPG maker game, but I've seen. Are you sure? Uh, wait, you never played like To the Moon or something like that? No, To the Moon's the everyone says the good one. Oh wait, no, I think I played um, Cthulhu Saves the World is an RPG maker <laughs> game, and uh, it was like Breath, Breath of Death, where he plays like the skeleton. There's a lot of scary ones. Like there's one called Mad Father that a lot of people like. Um, and that, that, and I think the sequel to that game is on the Xbox, I think. Oops, just bumped that. But if you, if you've ever looked at the store and seen like a random RPG game, it's probably RPG Maker, especially if the very first thing when you see on the trailer says Kemco, those are RPG Maker games. They shit those games out so fast. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm, it's just another RPG from the looks of it. Nice. So, uh, news and updates. Nave, do you have any oh, news? Oh, Mori. I can't believe oh. Omori is one. Yeah, Lisa. Oh, Lisa really? the painful the painful oh, yeah, uh, RPG. Lisa last yeah. time. I remember, I remember you talking about Omori a while back, Nave, right? Didn't you play yeah. that? Omori's amazing. I, I need to go back and play because I'm not mad at it anymore. You made Nikki was the game I was thinking of earlier. Uh that's got a huge falling behind it. The uh the game deleted my save file, which is apparently like a notorious bug and on all versions of the game. And it can only be fixed on PC where you get to go through the fucking files and figure out what happened. But I, I think that it starts saving your save file in a different file somewhere and then oh, you're fucked. But Damn. uh Yeah. I can't yeah, there's a lot of game maker games out there. Uh, I don't think we have any news. Right into our Patreon segment. Nave, we need to do our stupid contest at this point for JoJo. For Supreme oh, Victory. Shit. Our, yeah, our Supreme ultimate Victory. challenge. Which, Nick, we are doing a sideshow now that like gaming or listening together is taking a break. We are doing Supreme Victory, where me and Nave go head-to-head in fighting games. 
do you have like a uh, like a pet favorite fighting game that you would like to recommend to us have you i mean we haven't done any games yet this will be like the first episode any games um i would say injustice 2 was really son of a fucking bitch (laughs) hate superheroes okay so not what do you you, you like so smash bros you both have switches smash bros ultimate i do need to buy smash bros eventually he doesn't own it sadly but i would (laughs) beat this i would smash him in it i would say marvel versus capcom 3 is really good too (laughs) that's a good Um, game uh and then uh well I'm, i'm giving you like multiple ones now i mean i know that you guys are mk fans so what about mortal kombat one ten oh ten <laughs> ten i i'm those are in my pockets those are in my pockets hmm. i i um, do i own it i don't know i know some one of the mortal kombats is on game pass right 11 is yeah, on game pass. On, why, why not why not 11 since it's on there uh, and it I would be to... my ass too too quickly probably <laughs> it would be it'd be pretty scary I would be really sad if he beat me in Mortal Kombat because that's the one <laughs> game where I'm like, yeah, I'll, I play the fuck out of that one. Game. Oh, I mean, need to get a noob strategy somehow to just like full combo you every time. They're, they 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 exist. You can find them on the interwebs. They're kind of I mean, hard though. Are do. we opposed to Street Fighter Six buying and purchasing that game when it comes out? The open beta is happening right now. Mm. I, I mean, know. I don't like to buy games. Damn, that would be hard. Yeah, for Philip <laughs> to see it. You hate to see it, Philip. Yeah. I'm a, I got a lot of games I'm working on. You're a cheap gamer, bro. I am. I've tried to do Street Fighter so many times, and I just don't like it. Yeah, fair. I don't know. Uh, it's better than Tekken, though. Like, I don't know. Like, there's a there's a following for Tekken. I thought nobody liked Tekken. I don't know anyone in re- in real life that likes Tekken. But I'm I'm seeing a lot of people super high. It's like you know how the beginning of this year was for the horror fans. The end of this year is for fighting game fans, dude. Street Fighter, Tekken, and Mortal Kombat all fucking releasing. Around the same time, yeah. Woo! Tekken, Tekken <laughs> We're loving tag, it. Tekken Tag Tournament was the very first game I played on the PS2, and it's what made me fall in love with the PS2. I think the first game I played on the PS2 was Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah, that's awesome. I think mine was like a Tenchu game or something. Maybe a Tony <laughs> really? Hawk. Oh my god, Tenchu is Tenchu. so awesome. Hey, but uh, yeah, that's what we're working on with our Patreon. Nave, what's on the Twitter? Oh, hold on, we gotta oh. thank our patrons. Well, actually, you go to the Twitter, I'll pull up our patrons. I didn't do a Twitter. Oh, you didn't do a Twitter? Well, it's like, oh. this game wasn't released until when? Till we, two days till from like, now? Two days from now. I mean, you could just put something else in there, like, hey, do you guys like memes? I don't know. <laughs> name, name your top five least favorite games ever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Insane Cracker, Nick and Knight. Hey, uh hopple michael superbacker and the intergalactic pinecone we can do without you boys through your support we're actually able to pay for zencaster which we still need to move that the payment information over <laughs> yes and with that, uh let's take a break and then we can hit the meat music okay. plays we'll be right back yeah got this thing on twitter that says uh the same voice actor daily every day they post this, this voice actor also is this character you know what i mean yeah and uh Today they posted the Red Scout from Team Fortress 2 is the same voice actor as the Blue Scout from Team Fortress 2. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, really funny. That's what I like to see. What else do we got? Let's just keep scrolling. I needed to I wanted to tell you something because I know you're as much of a anime fan as I am. Um, but you don't like you don't care about Star Wars, do you? No. Oh, okay. 
Got it, got it. Honestly, I've seen this video about this little fucking kid uh, almost getting absolutely annihilated by this dust devil. And really, that teenager should have just let it happen. He really, <laughs> he really is is messing with our timeline right now because that kid should be dead. And because he's not, I think there are just anomalies and distortions all over the place, if I'm being real. It's like, I don't think he could have got enough wind power to lift him up, do you think? Or is this like the uh, like an Avatar saying. situation? Like the wind is going so fast that he can't breathe. It sucks the air from his lungs. And he just yeah. passes out. That's what it is. That's yeah, they're going to pull the lung from his air. Oh, my God. Pressurize him. Dude, I saw this video of this guy at this kid's birthday party in a Spider-Man suit, and he dove into the pool. And when he came back out, he couldn't breathe because the water was all in his suit. You know what oh, I mean? It was like, yeah. it was like sucking into his mouth. It was That's horrifying. I saw one where it was like uh, all bunch of superheroes jumping out of the back of a truck. And it was, of course, like discount superhero costumes. And the Hulk jumps out, and instantly his pants fall down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was one where I saw this guy jumped off like a two-story building and then like fell really hard. Like he slammed down, like he didn't land very well. And he did like a front somersault and then he landed with one knee down, one foot up. He looked like Blade pose. <laughs> but he, and then the fucking Avengers theme started playing. <laughs> but the guy was clearly in a lot of pain. But it was so funny. So oh, man. All right. And we're back. Glitch Busters stuck on you. Developed by Toy Logic, who did Warlander and Happy Wars, and published by Skybound Games, who did Renfield and Homestead Arcana. Released and May twenty third. Did you guys play Happy Wars? I didn't play Happy Wars. I think I there's really a free version of 360. Homestead Arcana. I really want to play that game. It looks exactly up my alley. Yeah, it looks really cute. I think Skybound owns. I think what. They own Walking Dead Invincible? What? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, this game is on Game Pass, I think. Homestead Arcana? It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's one of the new ones that just dropped there. It's like gotta the... gotta finish Witch first. It's another one of those games where I see the art, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then I look at the game, and I'm like, oh, never mind. Skybound also did Rainbow Billy. That's fascinating. And the Rainbow all... Billy? Yeah, Rainbow Billy. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't either. There's there was one that just came out on Game Pass where it's like Rainbow Billy's Adventures or something, and it's like oh, a yeah. world where he has I, to I like ride a dragon or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Wait, so is that, that the a... kid that looks like a chicken? No, that's Billy Hatcher <laughs> in the Great Egg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. That is Billy Hatcher. <laughs> All right, but this game uh, it releases in two days in 2023 or whatever. Uh, in a far flung future. No, wait, a- Philip. How about we alternate words when we read this? Like you go right. in, I'll go the, and then Nick can go far. Okay. Let's go. We can do it. In the far flung future. The AI that populate the net come under attack. attack. Oh no. <laughs> oh shit, we already fucked up. Oh no. Attack. Right, you can do it, Philip. Attacked by mysterious viruses and up to your squad or oh god now i can't even talk normally (laughs) and it's up to your squad of glitch busters to keep them from affecting every ai in the virtual world work alone or together with three friends to exterminate viruses across wildly inventive stages including a towering metropolis and a roaring volcano using special magnetic co-op abilities 
and an arsenal of unlockable weapons. Play, laugh, and shout with your team to take on the net's kookiest bugs in an online world gone haywire, 1999 Steam Store. Now, right up front, History of Preconceptions, uh, we received review copies for this, so we didn't have to pay for it, uh, thanks to the PR company that supplied this to us. Outstanding. Shout out to the PR While we can be bought, uh, we are not bought this time. Uh, Hours played. Uh, I played three hours. You guys played about one hour, maybe a little bit more. And uh, we could not play anymore. Sorry. Could not stick with this game. So let's talk about what we didn't like. (laughs) Let's talk about what this game is uh, in particular. The biggest similar game I could think of that I've never played was uh, Squid Kids. Have you guys played that? No, never played it. Or um, Inkables, Ink, Ink, Inconauts. What's that game? Nintendo Squid Kids. Oh, you're, you're talking about uh, Splatoon. Splatoon. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Okay. Like it, it looks kind of <laughs> like Splatoon to me, but I haven't played Splatoon. Interesting. I think Splatoon actually looks way better than this game. Wait, from the- no, like I get that it looks way better, but I'm like, if we're gonna, like, what other game would be a close comparison to this? I mean, I kind of feel like gave me so many vibes obviously completely different art style but it gave me a lot of vibes of among us like it literally felt like your characters like could be like picked up and dropped in among us and it would be consistent because it does have that like 2d style feel but it is in a three-dimensional world is how you're controlling your character um there's that uh yeah, I mean, there's not a lot out there that is like super similar to the uh, both the gameplay and the aesthetics. Um, but Splatoon, I guess, is is pretty fair in terms of you know the magnetism. I, I would say this is like Fall Guys, but if Fall Guys was super shitty and didn't look good and was not fun at all. Yeah, like it's a third person shooter mostly with some minor platforming and weird puzzle mechanics that aren't yeah. really puzzles. It's more like push the button. Yeah. But uh, the whole premise is basically you just shoot these blobs that come towards you, which I also thought about Earth Defense Force. But at least in Earth yep. Defense Force, when you shoot the enemies, they flinch or like they no. like react when you shoot them. What? Yeah, have you guys played the third person uh, Plants vs. Zombies game? No. Oh, shooter. Yeah. That kind of makes me think too. of this. Is it similar? Yeah. It's definitely a kid's third-person shooter. Yeah, it definitely is designed towards kids. It's for sure geared towards the younger audience. And I'm going to I'm gonna be a little bit more careful with my language and my words while describing this game because I've, this is my first time ever actually getting a pre-review copy of a game. Like, that's the dream of the podcast. So we, you know, yeah, can get, get free shit. Copies. To get free shit, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I thought that it was so interesting because, like, I, I thought about this game, but, like, you say it's for kids, but there's also stuff where it's like, I imagine if you had, you sat a six year old down, like if Arthur turned six tomorrow and you sat him down and he's like, all right, Arthur, you're going to, you're going to play switch buster, push buster stuck <laughs> yeah. on you. And you put a controller okay. in his hands. He probably would have a really hard time navigating because there's so many pieces of that game that are kind of unintuitive. And oh, yeah, um, they think- really struggle to point the character in the right direction. I think that that's a good comparison, though, with, like, having a kid around. I think this is probably a decent game to play with a younger child, similar to, like, Child of Light and stuff like that. Yeah. uh, Where this – or, like, Resident Evil – uh, revelations we've talked about these games before where if if you're <laughs> playing with a kid you could very easily uh just hit the magnetize button a mechanic you can stick to each other and then you navigate the world while they're just on top of you being a mobile oh, turret 
Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that because the reason yeah. why I was thinking about it was because I was eating like most of the time that we were playing this game. And so I kept just sticking on top of Nick and just eating my food and like using one hand to shoot. Yeah. Because I was the only one using mouse and keyboard. Uh, they were both, you guys were both using a controller, which is cool. I think mm-hmm. the game probably yeah. benefited from me using mouse and keyboard. My problem was that I, my, my computer rig is, is like a, it's like a server computer you know what i mean it's not made for games or anything it can barely it can barely edit audio and uh so i was running at this i was running this game at a smooth 12 frames a second constantly and and if there was more action it'd be worse the more i was turning you know what i mean so i was having a hard time just playing the game but um that wasn't the game's fault so i couldn't i could probably not even really (laughs) give a good review of the game well no i mean like the art style this game has a weird uh, cartoony element and you highlighted it pretty well when you referred to it as toontown level of environment oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. toontown everything all everything is very simple it feels like um i don't know like i've played around in unreal for a little bit and i've thrown some meshes around you could build these levels probably very quickly which yeah. is throwing things around there's not a bunch of level detail but we discussed earlier like i don't need crazy detail graphics in my game as long as the gameplay is there but Basically, your interaction comes down to uh, you can shoot things and move around and use a little bit of magnet abilities. So there's not that much to the actual gameplay in our experience. Yeah. I think the magnet thing was pretty cool, though. So, like, there's a thing called the magnet dash that you use in this game where you you, you find – like, you start magnetizing towards the nearest teammate. But mm-hmm. you can move while you're doing that, which causes this, like, weird – like whiplash it feels like you're on a rope you know what i mean kind of swinging around your teammate and some enemies require you to hit them with that in order to like knock their shields off and stuff like that but at the same time it's it's an interesting kind of little gimmick to have in your third person shooter but at the same time there's not enough like meat we we didn't play too much of it but it's like i wonder if the later levels had more to do with that mechanic than the earlier levels they actually do because i played quite a few of the later levels including some of the alternate game modes so whenever you're playing them it almost feels like a mario part party kind of game because i played you know, an extra like two hours without you guys one of the weird sections there was a donkey cart minecart section oddly enough which i'm like i wish this was sooner because it wasn't necessarily that much fun but any like variety would have spiced up our gameplay because yeah, when I we agree. were playing it was just a grind it was just walk and shoot. That's all we did. There was a yeah. puzzle. All right, we'll step on the button and clear the puzzle. There was like no actual like need for us to think at all. Like we were just chatting about our lives, just chilling. Whereas yeah. once we got to the minecart, or when I got to the minecart section, I'm like, holy crap, this is actually kind of interesting because there was like walls coming towards you and you could dodge the rails by extending your legs. Like, that's another weird ability you have. It's like you have the magnet dash, but you can also, if you're on someone's head, you can extend your legs and go slightly taller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and so, like, you would try to dodge things, but then the guy below you would also try to dodge something. So he would raise you up and make you hit your face directly into whatever <laughs> you're trying to dodge. So I'm like, this would actually be kind of fun with a group. I wish yeah. we, this was an hour sooner. Like, give me some of this variety as we're going along. Or yeah, so that section. was the thing. They they yeah. had that interesting, like, mechanic to build around, but the beginning of the game is more focused on the shooting, which is the least interesting part of it. Really? Yeah. It is. Like, yeah. they could have toned back the shooting on every level. Because... I like the platforming. The platforming wasn't the bad part about this game or, like, the, the traversal. Like, the traversal was, like, 
decent for the most part. Like I, I, I liked the effects of springing some of the characters from one platform to the other. Um, I, I liked the sections where you were, you literally get in like a, in, in a Gundam and you walk around on the Gundam that turns into <laughs> just like a large magnet, um, which is, if, which is really fun. One thing we didn't do much is if you're in that Gundam and another magnet gets in another Gundam, you can then stack each other up like what? Voltron. Yeah. Like I didn't really? know, we never did it whenever we were playing, but whenever I did it, uh, when I was playing, the AI players will automatically jump in other Gundams if they're nearby. And then yeah. when I call them like, Hey guys, come over here. They jump on my head and they just keep mecking up and the mech just gets bigger each time. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> that I is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Um, I just think that again, the, there's a little bit of issues with the sound design as well. Um, the sound design wasn't really cohesive. The score that they had in the game didn't really do much for me personally, but I think again, that was because of the audience that it is geared at. Um, you know what this game reminds me of? This reminds me that the developers sat there and they were like, what is going to be a low budget game that we can make that's going to fucking make the rounds on Twitch? And we're going to have all these Twitch streamers that are going to jump into lobbies and they're going to, because they made it, they make it really easy to play together, at least from what I found. I mean, I actually didn't, I, I was kind of, it's a very long tutorial you have to do. Besides the tutorial, the tutorial you talked that tutorial ninja. up, and I was expecting it to be like an hour long, dude. I felt I like it took me an hour through. to get through. Like, that's I, close it, to committing Sudoku. It, like it felt like a long time, and I count that play time towards the actual total hours played for my game. But I, yeah, that the the tutorial was really unfortunate. Not only because like it took so long to get through, but the first level literally is repeating a lot of the same stuff that they were teaching in the tutorial. You get in the thing and it throws you across the map or it's like you magnet towards people or, or, but then, but then they left out crucial parts where you're like, Oh, these guys in party hats, you have to magnetize towards each other and whip around. So you hit them with them. It's like you're smacking them with a magnet beam, right? You're not smacking them with a character. Is that oh, right? I thought you had to hit them with the character. Oh shit. Well, I don't even know, but yeah, like, you, to you told me, but I was just like, I, they didn't actually teach you that in the tutorial. And I was like, Oh, okay. I mean, I guess I don't know what that was for. If you spent made me go through that whole thing, if if you can't teach me some more basic stuff like that, but and it's it like kind of, it's like the the game the game being built around it. It makes me think of like another game called Tearaway. Have you guys played that on the no, PlayStation? No, no. Uh, Tearaway was made by the guys who made uh, Little Big Planet. Okay. Okay. And, uh, it's, it, it, like, the whole game is, like, you are a little piece of paper and, like, a cardboard, like, like a cardboard paper cutout book. You know what I mean? Oh, and everything is, like, paper themed. And the whole yeah. game is, like, designed around, okay, what can we do with paper? And, like, you, you can cut, like, paper and stuff like that, or, like, make stickers and put it on the paper. And it, it, it would have been, like, really good for this team to, like, look at this game and kind of reflect on, look at Tearaway and reflect on how their yeah. game could have been more influence like how how we, we're a little magnet guy with a gun right now what else can we do with this like this scenario the situation and how can we build around this so that like philip was saying you can dodge you, in the later level you can dodge and like walls and stuff like that but it's like yeah. that would have been cooler to be played earlier rather than all of this just generic third person shooter gameplay that me and nick thought that was going to be the rest of the game by the yeah, time we it was on. too genuinely i thought that it was going to be the entire game and you know something that you said nave while we were playing that i was thinking this would have been kind of easy like it would have been because there's not there's no voice acting it's kind of just like I, they have like animal talking speak or like there's like little yeah. in the background while there's text going text bubbles going to the screen 
what would have been neat if like they did what Nave you actually suggest while we were playing where they had like an inscription level like dark twist to it that is in contrast <laughs> to the very b- bright glowy toontown world where it's like oh by the way now that you're done exterminating these viruses we need you to eradicate like all computer whatever programs or something like that and and it's kind of like hard space shipbreaker while the ai nodes are like screeching as you're scorching them out of existence or something like that and so it takes a sudden dark twist that would be fun i don't know if that would fall within the scope or the vision of like the demographic that they're aiming for with this product like because you always have to think who's your audience yeah for this well um, i'm always when i when I play something cute, I am always expecting something terrible to happen. <laughs> I don't know why. Literature club, man. Yeah. It's, it's just twisted your brain. I'm like, it's like you're in the net cleaning it up. You're like in the, you know, generic YouTube kind of thing. And it's like, okay, but when do we get like break into the dark web? Or like, are we going to find like a series of Easter egg videos that are like serial killer or something? Like, oh, I'm God. looking for something cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? When do we make it to 4chan? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Trying to find the yeah. red rooms. Which uh, another section is like an on rails, like kind of shooter section where you're like flying towards the background and the background is YouTube thumbnails that are that keep popping up and you have to like shoot through the thumbnails and they're all like clickbait titles and stuff like that. It's another weird mode that feels like a Mario Party game because the whole point is like you guys are on this 2D plane and so you're like jumping on each other's heads, but also bumping into each other where it's like. Hey, there's like a firewall coming up. We need to line up in the Tetris shape of like an L block to fit through it. But of course, the AI is like in my way, so we all just eat shit. So I, I wish that's like I almost feel like this could be closer to um, uh, yeah, the AI. Uh, what was that game we played? Um, uh, the stealing game, the uh, Rubber Bandits. Rubber yeah, bandits. like it almost feels that like game's been, been forever erased out of my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> I almost feel like this game could be better if they made it more. L- tighter levels like rubber bandits where it's like one screen or just one set challenge like just do this one thing instead of us navigating these little fight chambers across all these platforms to kill these bugs yeah another level i played where like to progress in the story there's usually requirements where it's like hey to get to level three i need to go into the unlock menu and unlock a machine gun like i don't know why i need to you just do it so I was like, okay, and I go and I do it. I guess that's to teach you to use the unlock menu. Whereas, like, I they don't want to do that in text box, I guess. Uh, then the next one was like to unlock level seven. After you guys stop playing, you need to go complete a patrol mode, which a patrol mode is a randomly generated set of levels. And I'm like, oh god, this sounds like a bunch of work. But you're able to pick like any kind of mixture stuff. So I chose like the volcano, and in the volcano you have a car soccer section that you had to play where you're knocking balls around with little drill cars. And I'm like, where was this early? Like, there seems to be so much buttloaded content in this that might have been. By the way, the physics suck. The car soccer thing was terrible. Oh, like yeah. I hated it, but at least it was <laughs> better than the third person shooting sections, which I yeah. also hated. Was yeah. it as bad as the car racing part in the first Mafia game? <laughs> I don't even remember that. That was like a that almost ended my run. I was playing yeah. the game on the hardest difficulty, which means the car they made the cars race faster. Right? Oh, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the worst. This is gonna ruin my. Yeah, one thing I do I do think that we're gonna be able to get into here in just a little bit was the the fact that. Uh, the guns didn't feel good to shoot at all for a third person shooter. Like the guns felt terrible. There really wasn't a lot of like, 
there 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 weren't a lot of things that I'll just No, and but there was like other guns that we kind of unlocked very slowly and it, that kind of sucked yeah. too. Because it yeah. was like this seemed like it was supposed to be a fun party game where it's like, oh, what guns are we gonna get? Where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you have basic machine gun, you have basic better yeah. machine gun, and then I got a rocket launcher at one point. I'm like, this is awesome. Okay, and I use it okay. for like half a level, and I'm like, it it wasn't even that good, but it was it different. Yeah, it, it was, was different, different than the normal yeah. time where you're, you're like rapidly pulling the trigger. And then I got like when we fought the boss, like right before it, I don't know if you guys both or all three of us got it at the same time, but we got like a it was like a submachine gun where it was like burst fire at the beginning and then it goes and as you're shooting those those little like rubber bullets at the boss. I didn't even notice. Yeah, that's like the isn't that like the Gears of War Gatling gun? The Gears of War Gatling yeah. gun does that. The it? hammer burst. It was like the hammer burst. Well, no. No, it's exactly like the Gatling yeah, The hammer gun. burst does a burst and then it does like little yeah. fires, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, another level that I found was there's like a Metal Gear stealth level where you have like eyeballs <laughs> in the ceiling. Yeah. That you have to like crouch behind. But of course, they usually spot me anyways. But what you're supposed to do is the eye will only track one target at a time. So you're supposed to have one person get spotted. They go hide behind a bookshelf because it then does a uh, a Breath of the Wild Spartan laser at that target repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. At that point, you can then everyone else can just run past the eye because it's not looking at them. But I'm playing by myself, so that kind of sucks. But I you know what would make targets. the game more fun <laughs> is if we could like fuck each other over somehow. I know there's no friendly there's no, fire. Like no friendly friendly fire would be funny. That would be really funny. I would die a lot, and that would make me frustrated. But it would still be funnier than the experience itself like it's cool that you magnetize to your teammate but what it would be cool if you could pull your teammates towards you that would add a lot of entertainment value to the game and also it would help wrangle the fucking bots because there is a couple of times because we were it was just the three of us and so there was a random bot on our team (laughs) and there was a time where i was in order to leave to the next area all four of you have to stack up on top of each other and get launched out of this launcher thing well the bot wasn't getting on them and i couldn't get on you guys either because the bot was standing in between us at all times and so every time yeah. i attached to the bot instead and it was like really frustrating it would be better if you could just pull the afk friend who's eating their meatball noodle bowl onto you so that you could progress to the next level rather than <laughs> you know what i mean well, but yeah, that also like- adds like some stupidity to the game right the AI can also like teleport too. Like it easily teleports wherever you want if you just call them. So why did it really need all four of us to stand on the launcher? Why didn't it just let like one of us go and then we get to the next area? Why can't we just push a button and teleport everyone to us? Or just automatically pulls us to where we need to be. Yeah. Like, you think maybe it's like an engine limitation or something? Because mm. the, the levels are pretty big. We did that in Halo Combat Evolved and that wasn't a super advanced engine. Well, I'm, I was thinking like, they, I don't. I wonder if they didn't want you to like separate that far, like far from each other, because those things were always happening. Like I, I, I couldn't tell because I, I wasn't really paying attention. But I wonder if like enemies, like there was an enemy limit. Like how, mm-hmm. how many enemies would we ever fight at once? There's a lot. Yeah, there was there a was- lot. They spawn it. They do like enemy waves that they'll like send like twenty or thirty at you at a given time. Because there's stuff like in Left for Dead, people do that. Like they, they'll. There's only so many zombies that can be on this on the map at once, and people will like spawn like people will like glitch or something. Am I making something up? I think that's a speed run tactic. Was well, like have one go through the wall tactic. or something, and then like zombies it. will just all spawn on that one guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that makes sense. Which 
talking about going into the walls, uh, Arthur comes by and slaps my RGB keyboard while I'm playing oh, no. all it constantly. And he found a developer command that lets you huh. fly. like he turned on like no clip for me at what one point. Fuck? Yeah. Like and then I found that I couldn't figure out which exact key it was, but I would take my hand like just like a, a flat palm and I would start on the bottom left control and I would just like slap the keyboard and I would either turn on no clip or it would teleport me to a single platform above the level and then I could walk around on the ceiling of the points and then like drop in of like this is in the metal gear level and like this is actually the most interesting part of the game because i could like see everything as it was like kind of like lined out but then i did like a, a level skip where i skipped a big part but i never destroyed a door or opened the door from the other side so i just condemned myself to being locked in a single room and that was my quitting point where i'm like i don't want to replay this whole level and so yeah. i just quit hey did you find the, the uh the left for dead thing yeah, this is such a specific question, so I'm getting weird answers, but mostly mod related. But I think it might be 30. I think there's only 30 zombies on the on the map at one time. Yeah, but that doesn't sound right. Well, it maybe when they die, like, I they feel like we got they spawn more. a new one or something. I don't know. It could be. It could be what they do. Um, something that I think, like you know, just one thing that if I had any advice for the the developers of the team of this game is that uh, a little bit of good writing goes a long way. And I don't think that it would have been hard to introduce some really funny, ironic, uh, kitschy writing that you could, you know, put into this game. Uh, I, I think that if they had the team that did, like, I mean, obviously Tango Gameworks is probably a way bigger studio than the, the team who actually worked on this platform. But if you had just like one guy, like if you had a knave in a room and you just sat him down and you strapped him to a chair and then you just injected Diet Coke into his veins, uh, you know, for however many hours when you're like, Nave, we need you to give us like at least 151 liners. I feel like they could pull it off fairly easily <laughs> and then like insert that into the game wherever you want to. And it's like either the NPCs are making fun of you as the player or making fun of your character or calling you a bozo or something like that. I think it would have been because this game does have potential for some comedic elements. And if they just leaned like really hard into that, it's this might might be something. It's, it could have been something. There are some silly things in there. Like there's this one like Super Mario Sunshine level that we found and there was like a little piece of lore in there and it was can't remember what it was referencing, but I remember I was like, Ah, I understand that reference. And yeah. but you guys ran past it. I'm not reading lore. <laughs> no, you can't read it if someone else is reading it. Oh, so while you're reading crazy. it, I'm like, I guess I'll wait my turn or I could just leave. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels like a, a strange conundrum. I don't know. Unless you lined up like four different <laughs> reading tables next to each other. So we could all come in and read if we wanted to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so fucking Chris Reagan called some. I don't, I don't know. You talk about one liners and it just reminded me. <laughs> he called someone a slack jawed crow magnon. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good line. That's a good line. It's so fucking funny. So dumb. <laughs> oh, your dog's like, what, what yeah. are you laughing about? Dude, Molly yeah. is like really desperate for attention right now. She's on one right now. So at the end of each level, it then ranks us based on our performance in the level. And this one was fun is because at one point we we lost to the AI. Apparently they got the MVP award and outperformed three humans in the game. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. we were, what the hell? <laughs> what were you guys doing? We lost to the AI. <laughs> or there was another section as far as like the tutorial goes where we needed to uh, 
I don't know, use like the ground slam on the mech or something like that. Oh my god. Um, no, so, there were enemies that only could get ground slammed to death and they kept respawning if we were shooting them. Oh yeah. And so yes. we spawned them for right. like three minutes straight, not reading really the, the text prompt, just going like, man, these guys just won't die. How, how do so we many kill these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, we were like in the middle of a conversation. So, and then suddenly we we're like, why aren't we past this yet? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why aren't they dying? That was, that was really kind of frustrating, honestly, to, to kind of work through and get through that. But at the end of the day, I guess it's just, it, you know, they, they had to come up with something and they had minimal amount of enemy designs that they could implement into this game. So I think it was, uh, they did what they could. They did what they could, but you know, it's, it's I feel like reverse Dr. Evil right now. <laughs> yeah where you have hair and you have a dog yeah Perfect. we're both very hairy <laughs> my dog is just sitting in my lap just i'm just petting her she's a good girl she's definitely a good girl um and i don't know it sucks that i couldn't get any steam reviews for this because i you know i want to see what other people were going to say steam about this reviews are going to be hilarious honestly are they that's gonna know. Be a, you don't you don't think they're going to be missed. funny they're all going to be it's probably there's going to be the the same ones that are like oh you know I have a small PP and no girlfriend and after playing this game <laughs> nothing has changed but the game's okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, just a math what, equation. Dude, there's all I have like a, a wish list of like a thousand steam games that I'm like one day I'm going to make Nave play this with me once he gets his, his stupid computer together. And there was one which I I forgot what it was called. It was called like Mush or something like that and it's a like a parody of Rust, where it just looks really stupid, and <laughs> something like that. And I'm like, man, this is online co-op, completely free to play. And I'm like, this game looks dumb as hell because it shows, like, even in like the trailer, and it's like ultimate crafting survival masterpiece. And it shows a guy hitting a rock against a tree, and another guy walks up, and they're like these giant blue pantsless avatars, and he just hits the other guy with a rock. And it's like fantastic. Oh, let me see if I can pull this up. It sounds amazing. It sounds incredible. Oh, it's called Muck. Muck. <laughs> and before we get away from it, like uh, the thing about this game, there's like the reviews. I'm going through them, and I'm like, of course, there's um, you know, before this, I had a small wee wee, no girlfriend, and absolutely no will to live. But the game is pretty good. But then there was one specifically that just stopped me for a second. That I, this one is from uh, I found it, Crezo, that says. When I was a child, my father never took an interest in any of my hobbies. He was always out of work or just doing adult things. Due to this, I vowed when I had kids, I would take an interest in their hobbies, whether they be sports, gaming, or whatever else. And that's why I became a 45-year-old father, probably one of the oldest people playing this game. I am the father to my son, Alfred, who is now 14. Recently, my son downloaded this game. And in less than a week, he had already played for over 20 hours. This was devastating for me because instead of bonding over ping pong, which we own a ping pong table, he was locked away in his room. As a result, I decided to make a Steam account, get this game, and take an interest in his hobbies, as my father had never done. I loaded into the game and had no clue what to do, so I asked my son for help, and he hosted a game for me to join. I loved it, as he hadn't seen this happy since we went rock climbing together back in 2018. This game... <laughs> This brought my son and I closer, and now we spend as much time as together on hobbies like this that I grew up with, such as fishing. This game reminded me that there's fun to be had in everything. It has brought both I and my son many happy memories. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's that's a fantastic review. And Dave, if your computer works, you can. 
<laughs> we can play <laughs> muck and figure out if who's right if it's the the weird dad post or the peepee one. Which <laughs> I, I'll play muck with you. I'll play muck with you. Thanks, Go. man. Here's the link. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it. Oh god. Have you so ever played bad. Rust though? Have have we have no, we played no. Rust? We played the really. You ever played the crap out of Rust? Okay, interesting. Because I have only ever seen oh, as children play that game. Like we got it when we were like I don't know eighteen or something like that. Yeah, when it was like pre-release. It's so old. Yeah. Oh god, I had no I idea. Remember, I would always just make Shadow mad. Yeah. <laughs> or like I would just get mauled by a bear pig or whatever those things were, and just yeah. die. Not much has changed. We nope. should play Rust. We should. All right. Uh, do you guys have any more meat points? Because I feel like we're just spinning wheels at this point. Yeah, no, I think we covered everything on here. Uh, the fact that the AI won MVP kind of just tells you exactly what you need to know about this game in terms of its mechanics. Um, its art direction is not great at best. It needed like at least a, a little while longer. Um, and then like you just got to you got to and when you're when you're an indie developer, you got to get people in your game playing fast you know, quality of life um, is is so important these days. Do not make your tutorial mandatory. We know how to navigate third-person shooters, and I think it would have been even more fun if they just didn't tell us anything, and then we just realized, oh, you can use a magnet with L, like, left trigger or something like that. That would have actually been more interesting. I think that would have been cool if, like, they just forced you to figure out the mechanics of the game um, as opposed to just, like, handing it to you or uh, alternatively forcing you to go through it. So it's just, yeah, I mean, that's what I would say. Uh, Of course... If this is like these, this team's first time ever making a video game, good job to them because I mean you put out a functioning video game. It's doing exactly what you want it to do. The vision, vision just isn't quite there yet. So hopefully this team can can learn from this and build upon their next release and then get a, a writer in there that's actually going to put a real story in the game. Um, and I think that would be a good time. Yep. All right. Play it takes two. Let's take a quick break and then we hit our final words. Music plays. Gotta yell do, the cat. Do, 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 do. Good. Do, 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 do. Hit it. Strike it down. <laughs> Dog I gang. Love, I love that Philip has uh, Super Saiyan God Red Vegeta in his background, which is pretty fucking lit. Yeah, I don't really have. You know the band The Home Team? Oh, I sent you a, a song. The song from it. I've been listening to that whole album recently. I, I really don't cool. like their new album that they just put out. It's like all like. I don't know, auto-tuned and kind of just like processed, but that oh. big old cool flag, dude. That flag is actually sick. Did you just get that? I got it at the show. Uh, oh shit! So you saw them live? Yeah, I saw them live with. Uh, there's a band called Action Adventure that opened for them, and then oh, yeah, the yeah. the headliner was Census Fail, and we talked about it last week. Philip doesn't want to hear anything about concerts anymore. That's awesome. But uh, it but was... real quick though, was there my my question for you is their new album that they just came out with. Was it really good to hear them play live? Because I wasn't as much of a fan of I, it was as of the the album from the song that you sent me. Better off. It was uh, I like I was listening to that because that album that I sent you was their earlier stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't really know much about the band. Uh, the only thing I knew so. Uh, when I went to the show, this girl that I'm talking to, Brianna, was like, "I fucking love the home team. I can't believe you're seeing them." And I was like, "Oh." Well, maybe I should pay attention while they're playing live. So I, I really had no, I just learned of them at that time. So yeah, but they were pretty fun, and all of the women that were there were there to see them. Like oh, yeah. the 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 women were hyped. 
I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Take notes. I'm taking notes now. <laughs> Nave, when are you going to become the lead singer for a pop punk band? I don't think I'll ever be a lead singer, but what I would like to do is be the drummer that sings, like Mastodon. That would be awesome. I would love to be a drummer, background singer. Because I don't think I, I don't think I'm charismatic enough to be a vocalist. Also, my voice is very strange. So I could maybe do like a Serge Tankian thing because that guy's voice is really strange. System of a Down yeah. singer, yeah. Then like just kind of embrace it. But I don't, I don't know if I have the the self esteem to do that. Huh. I need a real pretty boy to be up there, like Philip. Mm, yeah, Philip. I don't know if I'm Philip, that pretty. Philip has been the singer in all of my rock band like lineups for like it's got to be like a decade and a half now, right? <laughs> Dude, Phillip's Phillip, always been the singer. If you just wrote uh, a like a twelve track EP and you just put a hook in every track, you'd have the women all across America just swooning over you. Jana would have to beat him off with a stick left and right. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't, it's like I don't know <laughs> if Philip wants that. Wants no. that. I yeah, prefer to sure. stay at home and play uh, <laughs> set of video games. Yeah, play muck. That was like okay. a lot of work. That's Dude, I, w- I've been watching this three-hour-long history of balloons. Oh, you know <laughs> Yeah, balloons. Yeah, but, but starting with the balloons where it's the dart being thrown and yeah. stuff like that. It's the pre-Angry Birds. YouTube is fucking... I'm so glad that I grew up without the internet because if I grew up with all of this shit constantly being bombarding me, I would I'm, I would have never done anything with any any of my lives crippling <laughs> crippling adhd honestly because it's bad enough for me as it is <laughs> all right let's get to this and we're yeah. back glitch busters stuck on you i'll take these first final words uh see this is the, the tough part because we get offered a game maybe like once a month and oftentimes i have to like refuse it because like it's not it's not our bag like we got offered um uh, casino Royale simulator or something like that. I'm like, look, I don't think me or Nave really are into gambling or casinos, and we probably don't care about the, sim- the single player simulator. So we're not going to do any coverage on it. But yeah. This, I saw it. I looked at the you know the YouTube videos, and I'm like, this looks like something we'd enjoy. This looks silly. This looks action packed and fun. But then we get in there, and it's instantly ground to a halt with a very slow single player tutorial. Uh, so many endless text boxes. Like there's more text that I've read in this game than like multiple days of coffee break or not coffee break. Coffee uh, talk. Coffee talk. talk. Like there's so much just being thrown at your characters where there's always talking and it's not even like humorous dialogue. Like they make references to like email and YouTube or something like that and social media. I'm like, I, I don't know. It's not, it's just not funny. It's not hidden. Like, yeah, they need to either like punch it up. Maybe it's because it's so childish. Because is this? I can't even tell if this game is like childish or not. It feels like it's aimed is for a rating me. on the store. Is there like a rating on the actual page? Is it like E for everyone? Because if it's an E for everyone, then that kind of checks out. I don't know. I don't know if they do age, age ranks anymore on really? games. Like maybe if they're sold on the game page. I don't know. But I don't think Steam does it. Really? That's true. Yeah. But this feels like a very childish game. And the problem is, is like, it's $20, which is not bad. I can see this as a $20 game. You know, hands down, this is definitely a $20 game. But there's so many other games that I could play that I would enjoy more that offer a similar, I don't know, game play style. Like, 
I see the tools they're working with. And I'm like, they could do so much more. Like, just imagine the Magna Dash thing. Like, instead of focusing on just sticking to your teammates or whatever, what if it was like a timed course or something like that, where you're like on Lava Mountain and it's like, oh, we need to get across the lava really quick, but you have to like zigzag back and forth, like switchbacks as you're like magnetizing towards a giant, I don't know, iron rock at the top of the mountain or something like that. Like, I don't know, like I wanted more from this game because we got it for free. Hey, let's give it a, a solid try. Yeah, but if yeah. it gets to a point where I can play like four hours of this game and just be like, I physically do not want to play this game anymore. Like if I play this any more of it, I'm probably just going to like dog on it the whole review because I doubt right. there's going to be anything that redeeming farther into this game. Sure. I feel like it just it was just wasting my time. I wasn't having fun with it. So unfortunately, if it all of a sudden, you know, does a complete U-turn and is fantastic after the four hour mark, I'm never going to make it there. I'm sorry. Like, and I feel like most people that play this game aren't going to make it there either. Like, even if I bought this game for $20, I might just count it as $20 lost to move on with my life. Like, so this is going to be a not recommend for me. Um, I don't even know if there's like an unless or an asterisk to this. Like just, it's not a recommend for me. Yeah. Unless your kid maybe is absolutely just like, they look at it and they're like, I want to play that game. And then, you know, why and not? Like, okay, I guess. But yeah, at that point, it's like, I don't know. The thing is, like, it's not it's not coming out on Xbox. Uh, if you just look at like the games they're releasing for, I think they are releasing it for like PlayStation Four and Switch and, and Steam. And I'm like, it's kind of a weird weird spread. But maybe this is a good Switch game. Like this, yeah. that could be, be like good, the demographic for this game. Yeah, that's, that's true. The Xbox is getting skipped again. Uh, no, that, I thought it was so funny when I saw that. I'm like, man, <laughs> sorry Xbox. Oh man, sorry Xbox. All right, who wants this next? My final review is I'm playing Cookie Clicker right now. <laughs> Better gameplay than uh, Glitch Busters. I have two yeah. grandmas. Yeah. All right, I, Nick, what I'll, about you? I'll, I'll go ahead and just say that, yeah. I, I mean, just I, I kind of did my final review at the end of arc. I didn't realize how it was structured. I forgot how it was structured. But yeah, like just to reiterate everything that Philip said and, and you know what I said earlier is that there has to be a little bit more – uh, thought and vision that's put into this game and, and i think there just has to they might have just needed a little bit more time too like i think that this game has a couple of really good ideas and if it's true like that they have donkey kong minecart section or like you know on rails shooters that sort of thing if they if they did that and they took that concept and cranked it up to 11 where it's like every other scene that you like get a variety through, game. Every other area yeah it's like a variety game like you're having to switch up constantly kind of like dreams um I don't know, like where you can you can pick or you can choose to play any kind of thing that you want to. This game doesn't necessarily need nor deserve a storyline. I think that this would be cool if they if somebody like pumped money into it and it was like a four player co op, but it was like a like a multiplayer the way that Fall Guys is. If you had like a four player co op team and then you were like going into arenas with like other teams that were on there, I don't know how extensive that is or if they need like massive servers to run something like that. Uh, but if they were able to pull something like that off, I think that would be a, a, a neat idea. But unfortunately, again, you know, just to, to echo the sentiment that Phil was saying, this is not a recommend. This is not a good game. Neither this game nor Redfall is actually good. Um, so it's it's something that you have to 
really is that that was a weird comparison. But yeah, take the like, like, red. Don't fucking stray. Don't fucking stray. The red one. I, I don't know. I just like. I guess in my mind, I was like, don't. I don't want people to come out and be like, oh, like. I guess people don't do that for Steam. These PC gamers kind of keep it real 100 percent of the time. Uh, in terms of like what is or isn't a good game, I mean, it's the reason why the the Steam reviews are so iconic uh, throughout I the love uh, gaming together mythos. But um, but yeah, so this is going to be an easy one that you can skip. Don't don't spend your money on it. If it comes, maybe it'll come to Game Pass at some point. Who knows? It could come to one of the services, Games with Gold or something. So I mean, maybe wait until then, or if your kids yelling at you. But other than that, don't don't bother with this one. Yep. The game kind of reminds me of the old, like, the old PC games that I used to play, like Freddy Fish and stuff like that. Or, like, Toontown, like I was yeah, talking about before. Yeah, Toontown. It's kind of interesting. Also, I don't know if we brought it up, but there's, like, the the only humanoid character that's in this game. Very cute. I like the design. Is that the person that's, like, in the menu area? And they the lab kind of, person? Yeah, yeah, the lab? Is that who that is? I think yeah. so. Yeah. What was her name? I was about to Google it. I'm not going to find yeah. it. No, there's probably not much information out on this game. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that like you know we got the game we got review copies and we appreciate it. It's like I'm not going to kind of just hold back though because of that. Like I don't think that the game is horrible. You know the game definitely functions. You know you could say this game you is can't a game say that about game. a lot of games, but it's like if I started recommending games that I'm not enjoying, then you then I lose credibility to the people that are taking my opinion seriously. You know what I mean? It's true. For the record, we can be bought. Just you just gotta have a better price. You just have to have a better product. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like cookie clicker. I will sell out if given <laughs> given an offer. If given cookie clicker for free. You know, uh we talked about Toontown. Nick, you said that you were not familiar with Toontown. Have you since done any research on the material? I looked it up a little bit after we um uh after we had mentioned it in our little co-op campaign there uh but no i'm just like wholly unfamiliar with this it looks kind of scary a little bit unsettling it is unsettling the, oh. the characters are a little bit too anthropomorphic yeah we gotta you, play the fan revival philip dude i know that i'm on the website looking at it right now it's completely free to play all of toontown entirely free on toontown rewritten and i i just i want to do it so bad man. but your computer sucks so bad when i was a kid i computer- definitely wanted to play this game Dude, it so what, looks... what do we need to upgrade your computer name? Do you need an SSD? Do you need some more RAM? Is that what it I is? Think you it, need there might be a RAM issue. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I would have to talk to the the Elder Trolls gave this to me. Yeah, and we talked yeah. about them earlier. You might so you might need a new motherboard too. You know? Yeah, probably. the 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 case is very small, so it's like I don't even know what I could do. It's like a mini ITX case or something. You know, you might as well just cut out the middleman and buy. Uh, well. You keep this computer, but buy the um, the what was the Ally? Or yeah, the RG Ally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think seven hundred dollars, Nate? It's real cheap, yeah, buddy. Just drop that seven hundred. I still have my old PC right there. If I could just get someone who knows things about computers to just look at it and be like, "Oh yeah, you the the beans are are, are <laughs> fried. <laughs> yeah, you fried these beans too much." Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take a look at it when I come out there to do dance, Gavin, dance with you, buddy. Fuck yeah. Good. All right, Nate, at this point, we got to thank our guest. Nick, thank you once again for coming out. I know it's always a struggle making to these gaming together recording sessions. Uh, we're usually late. That's just how we are, I guess. 
That's okay. He's saying, no, we, he's, as he's time. like staring at me, I bet. I can't tell which camera <laughs> uh, no, feed I was late at. this time. I was the I was the one <laughs> I was on late, time. I think. Yeah, yeah. I was on I've been on I've been on time. I've been a good boy recently. You've been, yeah, you've yeah. been doing your, your, on your best behavior, Nave. But once again, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Happy, happy to be here. Love game together. I, I just it's a joy to come on with you guys and talk about anything. So we gotta yeah. do it again soon. The generous PR person gave us four codes because this game's a four player co op game and you were like the first person. I was like I was like I gave you the code before I even asked you if you wanted to be on the show. I was like, by the <laughs> yeah. way, that's the game we're talking about. Do you want to be on the show? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Uh, you want to represent your show some more? Sure. I don't think I actually plugged it uh, last time, but yeah, I am. I am Nick. I Nick Ficori. I'm the co-host and founder of the Friday Night Gamecast. Uh, that's how uh, Nave and uh, Philip and I and and Will all came together. But yeah, we are a variety podcast. We talk about everything in the industry. Um, sometimes we're a little bit Sony leaning, but sometimes we circle back around to Xbox and Nintendo, and uh, we we do all the fun stuff. And I think we have a really really good balance. Um, we're getting ready for season two. Be on a keen lookout because there's going to be some information coming out pretty soon about some uh, some release dates and some ideas that we have coming up for it. But uh, if you want to check out some of our backlog content, we just finished a series called The Fireside Talks, and that was where I brought on people to talk about some of their favorite games of all time. And, and uh, Nave and Philip came on to talk about what game was it, boys? Rock Band. Rock Band. Rock band, yeah, it was it was really good, and uh, that we had I had a fun time, and we got to play some more rock band as well too, because that's that's sitting on my my Xbox Series X and X, and uh, and so we that yeah, uh, we had a really good time on there. So yeah, if you want to reach out to us, we are at our new at on Twitter, just FNGC Pod, and we'd love to interact with you. Links below. Got the acronym going on. Oh, Philip, if you what? if you're you're editing this right, yeah, I should be. If you can remember this, when we talked about the news, I forgot to mention. Okay, edit this part in. I, I'm also going to be on uh, Tales of the Backlog. By the, uh, I think it's I think it'll be out by the time this episode is out. But I'm going to be on Tales of the Backlog, backlog talking about Like a Dragon Engine. Ooh, that's exciting! exciting. That's yes. really exciting. Let's go! Now let's get excited for what are we playing next week, Nave? Cookie Clicker no. Civilization. Yeah, we should play some Civ. Civ six or seven. Which we were gonna we play Civ, and then we got these review codes, and then I was just fucking. I downloaded the game, and I was just staring at it. Like you could have started it. You don't have to wait for me to play it. <laughs> I no, I do have to wait for you to play it because we. I will have to restart the game. I can't just invite you into a game that's already started. Sure, I'll take over Gandhi oh, or something. Works. No, well, I mean, I could drop in. I'm fine Take with it. over Gandhi. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the new Gandhi. Or you could just, you know, get in there so you, like, you know, know the background. Because at this point, I keep looking at Toontown. <laughs> I'm like, I might just play that without Nave for a little <laughs> bit. Just so I can get a little power level and be like, don't worry, Nave, I'll carry you. As yeah. <laughs> Wait, so did you guys get codes to the new civilization? No, it's out on Game Pass. Oh, sick. Got it. 10-4. That would be fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, was it is it Firestone yeah, who makes that yeah. game? <laughs> Fire Fire Rick, Rick Firestone makes... from Pixel no. Project Radio. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we can wrap this up. This is getting this is way too long for this episode. Let's, let's do it. Let's go. All right. So it's thanks just for so easy to week. talk to Nick. God, we did. <laughs> 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 Thanks for joining us this week, co-op partners. Maybe next time we can all bust some glitches together. Nope. Got nothing. Nothing for this one. Right. Bye. Adios. <laughs> Bye.